This is Mahogany Day from Turntable Town Lake. You're tuned into the Feedback Podcast. What up, everybody? It's back with the Feedback Podcast. And in this episode, I get to talk to DJ Maharlani, DJ Shani, and Queen Dila, a.k.a. Dame. E-A-M-E, and you're going to have to listen and find out what that means. I think it's a dope acronym. So we talk about their background and upbringing around music from Oakland, Texas, to Maui, and Chicago, their style, how to consume music and records, and we talk about their experience as females in a male-dominated DJ slash MC scene. Definitely a great conversation. Make sure you go check him out. Bring your dance shoes. It's a party. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Feedback Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just look up Feedback, B-A-K. And follow the feedback on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And if you like what I'm doing, just leave me a rating, leave me a review, let me know what you think, or just tell a couple of friends. I'm telling them about those charts. I've been doing this for a while now. And I appreciate all the support, but I need more feedback. Cool? All right, let's go. And we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast. My name is Back, and today I'm in the presence of greatness and beautifulness. Is that a word? I don't even know. We can make Gorgeousness. It. Nice. The ladies of Dame are here. Woo! Ow! Nice. Uh, <laughs> DJ Maharlani. Hello. DJ Shani. Hello. And Queen Dealers in the house. Ow. Hello, everybody. Thank you for coming. Of course. Thank you for having us over. I I appreciate it. I appreciate (laughs) it. I appreciate it. First of all, before we get started, I want to give a special thank you to uh, Quinn Dealer here because uh, she really came through at at our four-year anniversary. It was last minute. Shout out to uh, Key, though, uh, from uh, Riders Against the Storm uh, for putting you on, and you killed it. Thank you. And the whole, and you have to, seriously, you have to write a pamphlet or something about the whole, like, be all mellow and <laughs> meditate <laughs> and everything before just getting on the mic because you blew the roof off. That shit was crazy. Thank you. And people were still talking, who was that, who was that girl that was on the mic that was singing and, and, and dancing and emceeing and all that? I'm like, well, that's, that's Dila. We are lucky to have Dila. She saved oh, my yeah. booty the other night when the turntable kept skipping and she just had the crowd going and I could work it out. And even when uh-huh. I was ready, she's like, no, Les- no, not yet, not yet. <laughs> and she was still working the crowd. She's an angel on the mic. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. No that. pressure. You have a mic in front of you now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just a blessing. Sometimes when you're being yourself, you don't really know the energy that you're giving off. So I'm grateful for that because uh-huh. I have a very fun family. So I'm just used to, you know, kind of turning up on the regular. So I'm just doing what I would usually be doing running around Oakland. Right. Yeah. But but now I know that, you know, I, sh- I should conserve my energy and I give 100% <laughs> all the time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're very selective about, you know. How much I put out there? She's got the balance of the yin and the yang. Yeah. I, well, I had to <laughs> learn it over, you know, time because it was, it was other times earlier in my career, I would come in the club like, woo! And then by the end of the night, I'm like uh, in a corner. You mean sleep. within an hour? Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. it's happened before. Seriously. Yeah. I'm like in a corner, bored. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I have to figure something out. Yeah. So yeah. that, that was a yourself. balance mm-hmm. that I've been able to get. From being a performer for over 13 years now. 
Wow, wow, props to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) So uh, I want to get into uh, you guys' backstory. I love the word backstory. Don't roll your eyes, Shawnee. Don't roll your eyes. Shawnee's like, oh, shit. Of course oh, you are. so clever. Oh, come on now. I love my name. I'm so proud of my name. Should. Give me that exactly. at least. It's no, wonderful. Anyway. All right, all right. Roll your eyes again. I'll cut your mic off. <laughs> <laughs> we keep telling you, don't do that. Y'all see don't how don't he is? That. Y'all uh-uh. see how he is? Yeah. It's my show. <laughs> but they're but, but they trying to take over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to, you know, Obviously, uh, Shani, Mahalani, or mm-hmm. DJs, uh, Dealer, you've been doing music for a long time out of, from Oakland and all that. But I want to get a sense of how you guys um, grew up you know, around music, or was it the, the, the parents had a record collection, and you were like, you didn't have a choice, you had to listen to all the old, old stuff. So how did, it, how did it happen for y'all? You can go one at a time, I don't care. Well, I this is DJ Shawnee. <laughs> Listen uh, to that voice, folks. Ah, uh, look at that. Chi-town, <laughs> Shawnee. That's right. Shantae. That I was waiting for. Uh, <laughs> I see you look at right, me. Right, like. I'm the South Side of Chicago. It's Shawnee. Yeah. It's Shawnee. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Shawnee. That's right. It's Shawnee. Holy shit. So I'm from Chicago. I was born uh, in Hyde Park and raised in Evanston which is complete opposite of Hyde Park. Hyde Park is like University of Chicago, mm-hmm. um, middle class, uh, educated, hippie-like, black folks, white folks. Uh, and then I went all the way up north uh, and to Evanston, which is actually a suburb. And there were Latinos, Asian people, like more of a mix. Right. But... Uh, it was more a cultural mix, and, and I didn't realize that it was such a musical mix until I got older. Mm-hmm. My father had a humongous record collection. That's the story. Yeah. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> that is the yeah. story. Yeah. My dad had a record yeah. collection. I couldn't touch it. Yeah. And my, uh, step- get closer to the my stepfather is still playing guitar in Chicago with a group called Funkadesi. It's like a world music group in Chicago. My brother's a music producer. Oh, you were born into music then. <clears throat> yeah, my mom is a playwright, and my grandmother taught piano. My uh, there's just a lot of music and creative creativity in my family, and I was really against music because I saw how people suffered, and I didn't want to suffer because there were times where I couldn't go to uh, field trips because nobody had a gig that that week, you know, or that mm-hmm. month. So I really kind of shied away from it. And then I turned 17. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I went to my first rave, rave on my 17th birthday party. Oh, tell me you had, a, you had the sucker thing and you had the... I, she was cute. I seen pictures. There, <laughs> yeah, I, got some, I got some Instagrams all up on my Instagrams, you know. Um, but I really liked the energy. I liked the community. But I realized, I looked up and I realized there wasn't a lot of color. And I grew up with funk and soul and jazz um, and international music. And uh, frankly, it was just too bland. You mm-hmm. know, it was, it was good energy. I used to like music that was like 160 plus beats per minute. That's really fucking fast. Mm-hmm. But I used to love that shit. And yeah. then as I stayed a minute, I was like, oh, this is too fast. I need more soul. I need more soul. I need mm-hmm. more soul. Uh-huh. My second to last party, I met someone who turned out to be my boyfriend, who was also the best friend. 
of a very famous DJ in Chicago, and they started sneaking me into the clubs. I was, was like it 18. That, was it that? Well, tell me it was Frank Keys. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. That would have been dope. Well, okay. Go ahead. No, no, no. So I just went, and I wasn't even supposed to be there. But I've looked like this since I was like 10. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I've looked like, since I was like 14, 16, I've just looked the same way. And so nobody said anything. So I snuck in. Got to observe club life. Uh, drag queens. Uh, gay people. Everybody jamming to the beat. And I was like, this is the shit. I love this. What kind of music? What It was house? Deep house. Deep house. Of course. Deep, deep house. house. Chicago house. Yeah. That's right. And people get it twisted. They, f- they feel like deep house is, is a certain, is more energetic than it actually is. Deep house mm-hmm. is very soulful. It's very jazzy. It's a lot of push and pull. It's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of jazz, a lot of Africans, a lot Why of Latin. It has vocals also. My, my, I didn't know all the different denominations because to me it was all techno. Mm. Yeah, anytime you just, you just hear yeah, yeah, yeah. like that I'm like yeah it's the same stuff you bump yeah. your fist mm-hmm. in the air and yeah, act, no, act no like you're angry thing. and you no. just hop mm-hmm. on one spot mm-hmm. uh, and then um, I forgot who introduced me to that stuff I think it was Manny a while back anyway uh, <clears throat> at least with that kind of that kind of house yeah. it's, it's funky enough and you can really get down and it's very it's not just one thing it's pretty much all over the place like you integrate, you know, Afrobeat in there. You integrate some, like you say, jazz, some soul, some funk, all of that, and makes it very rich and just, yeah. Because when I think rave, that's what I think about. Oh, that was mm-hmm. totally what I was into. But I grew up. Oh, you grew out of that, and I mm-hmm. matured a bit because I wanted more, mm-hmm. and I just happened to find someone to show me more, and that's it. Nice. Mm-hmm. What about y'all? So, <coughs> my mother um, Ra- is raise a the mic a bit. My mother is a pianist. Excuse me, real quick. <clears throat> my grandmother um, also sings in a choir, oh. you know, every Sunday. And so growing up, um, I grew up in a church and I joined the church choir at age five. So with having a mother that's a pianist and then her mother, who's also a singer, I was very heavily influenced by music. My aunt, um, was like a professional in a karaoke world. Like so all, these, all these music families. You yeah. haven't got to me yet, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my, my family is like very musical. And then on the flip side, uh, my dad owned like clubs in Oakland and a roller skating ring. A disc, wow. The only Damn, roller. I would be. You were there all the time, weren't you? Awesome. Yeah, the only roller skating ring that ever existed in Oakland. My father owned it, the disco. Damn. So a lot of Oakland history came <coughs> through my father's club. Like, you know, he brought out people. He actually helped the Whispers get signed, which is really wow. crazy. Yeah, my father did. And did you know that? I didn't know that. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, so and awesome. Ike and Tina Turner came to the Bay Area for the first time. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, through my father. So, yeah, it like, yeah, I have a rich musical history. You're saying like it's nothing. Oh, wait till <laughs> well, she talks about, like, I want to know about Tupac Camp. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, so basically I have like all this this rich you know history and music. So I think that it was natural. You know, it just came natural to me. I started writing really really young 
And really, I just thought I would be a writer and um, a song or, or ra- just or ra- rapping, just rapping yeah. poetry. I mm-hmm. just love writing, mm-hmm. you know, so I didn't know how it would translate. I wrote my first song when I was 11. It's called Give Me Your Eyes and Your Ears and Your Nose and Your Mouth Boy. Ooh. OK, but that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have been like that young singing that. Yeah, yeah right. That's crazy. That's I, was about, I was about to say. That's my right. favorite part. My favorite part. Ooh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, what yeah. you know about ooh? Right? Like. <laughs> I knew nothing about it, but I knew music. So yeah. it just felt appropriate. Right. You know. So right. anyway, I started writing really young. I played sports. So that's what I was known for in the Bay Area. So a lot of people knew me from like social clubs and sports. And then I got into this major car accident my senior year where I couldn't play sports anymore and all I could do was write 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 so one of my homeboys made a track in one of these social clubs I was in called kids first mm-hmm. where we would tackle all these uh, social issues in the Bay Area like uh, for instance the sat nine testing right mm-hmm. uh-huh. so we went against the sat nine testing because it's biased and it's mm-hmm. only in English and mm-hmm. all these different things but I was like okay if I'm gonna be an activist I need music to reflect this movement so from then on I was like you know what I'm gonna write music to reflect the struggle so that's how it started it started in kids first me being a community activist i was 17 years old 17 years old as well and um i recorded my first track ever on my 18th birthday wow yeah that's dope yeah so pretty awesome so that's that's pretty much the background of how i got started and and what helped me you know get into music and everything did did you know anything about like no no one sat you down and said this is how this is how you write or this is you were just like just going at it? I just felt it, you know. Uh-huh. Writing has always been a big piece of my life. Like I have writings right now in my possession that go back to like ninety five. Right now, today. Mm-hmm. Where like you can I mean, it's just always been a big piece of my life. So uh-huh. that was the only way that I felt that I could express myself and you know, <coughs> truly get heard, which was through, which was through myself, Sorry. like that, <laughs> like that. <laughs> That's how you get heard. Right. So. We, we, we're gonna get back to it, but I want to get uh, Mahaya Lainese. Yeah. Okay. Um, I grew up moving a lot. I'm uh, Texas. I can't, you know, all over Texas. I come from, was born and raised with rednecks. When I was born, we lived in a trailer house, all that stuff. So I grew up on like '60s and '70s country. And 80s country and all that stuff. And uh, But moving around a lot, um, I always collected music, always. And so um, I was an early MTV watcher, I, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And um, I would always be at the, out, you know, from I think from when I was 11, I knew new releases came out on Tuesdays. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was at the record store. Yeah. I always, I mean, if, when I was younger, it was like Duran Duran and a bunch of like new wave stuff. But then, yeah, at one point, it like went from, I was listening to the Smiths and Salt and Pepper at the same time. <laughs> so, I like and I still listen to all that stuff. So um, I've been collecting records for a long time. When I was in high school, I had a boyfriend who I helped get his equipment together because I was still in some old school mode that I, it was, that was something he would do, but not something I would do. But he mm. would pawn all his stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. I would stay collecting. Mm. I would be coming up with ideas of like, oh, 
put this, you know, Bill Cosby comp before all the drama. <laughs> Bill Cosby comedy <laughs> record. Disclaimer. Yeah, right. I know, right. I know. <laughs> I know uh, we didn't know. Uh, like, put this Bill Cosby comedy record over this Pete Rock instrumental. You yeah, know, yeah. that kind of stuff. I yeah, would come yeah. up with ideas, but never really own it for myself. So, mm. um, and uh, I was really into like uh, hip hop, yo yo, Queen Latifah. That was hugely influential, but influential in a way of I ended up going into kind of social work stuff. So it inspired me to, I was a children's advocate um, at a women's shelter in Maui and here at Safe Place. So I did that before I ever considered myself um, any kind of artist in a musical direction. Mm -hmm. It mattered more to me to try and make the world better, whatever. And then at one point, <laughs> and, I, and I'm still on that. Yeah. I'm still on that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but at one point, I ended up having um, a serious back injury. And I was really burnt out from taking care of people. And it put me in this kind of vulnerable spot where I had to kind of redefine how I was living. And that's when I ended up buying my own turntables. Mm. Um, but before I bought my own turntables, I was selling mixes at uh, this restaurant in Maui uh, for, you know, and it was mostly like jazz and um, like, like Fela, Le Nubian, like all different kinds of stuff like that, some hip hop. Um, and then the first uh, party, well, and I would send, um, I was in a long-distance relationship with Tiger Lou, and at the time, he was roommates with Trey Lopez of Peligrosa. Manolo. Yes, Manolo. Pre-Manolo, but before he was Manolo. And uh, <laughs> they were roommates, and I used to send mixes to Tiger Lou. And he heard, uh, uh, Trey, Manolo, heard them yeah. and was like, when you come visit, you need to do a house party. And I'd never DJed live before. So the first uh, time I ever DJed live was at a house party they had, and it was in 1999. That was the first time I DJed live. I hadn't, I, I didn't even know how to use the mixer at first or anything. Even, I mean, I'd made tons of mixes, but not live, you know, with the yeah, mixer, yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff. And so, and it was probably a couple of years later, I got my own turntables. Did someone so. sit you down and say, "This is no. how you beat"? I saw you well, beat match. Let, let me let me back up. So check. So when I was in Maui, this I met this one guy who played techno, did raves, and he tried to teach me how to beat match, but I couldn't stand techno, so <laughs> it made no sense to me. So he tried. I couldn't catch the beat. It just yeah. it, so it was later because I. I'm more of kind of a hip hop kid. Like yeah. I started collecting jazz records because I'd find samples from hip hop right, records. Right. I'm kind of from that. Yeah. And so um, it wasn't until later and I taught myself. I was really you shy. You taught yourself? I taught myself because I was really shy. Like I, I didn't, and, and this is what I tell my girls when I teach them at rock camp. I didn't get better till I wasn't worried about sounding bad. That's right. And I, I was too shy to sound bad at somebody else's house on their equipment. So I was, I just did it at my house and I just kept practicing and practicing. And yeah. My story is similar. Like I, after I, you know, met this guy who introduced me to this DJ and started going to Red Dog on a Monday, the longest standing gay night in Chicago where everybody went, gay folks, straight folks, black, white, whatever, uh -huh. major community. I ended up signing up for this radio station when I was in college so excited because I knew that I wanted what I liked to listen to to be accessible and available mm -hmm. to everybody. Right, right. Those fuckers didn't call me back and I was devastated. Try it again the next year? Mm -hmm. I was doing something I probably wasn't supposed to be doing. I get a phone call. Hey, can you, uh, this is a program director, can you be here in one hour with a typed proposal? A what? I was like, huh? <coughs> <coughs> I was like, this really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could do that. I could do that. Went downstairs to the computer lab, lied my ass off. I know this person. I know that person. 
didn't know anybody. Ended up knowing all the people that I said that I knew. Uh-huh. Started this show called The Groove Temple. It's right. still on the air right now. And did it for nine years in Chicago without my own equipment. And just three years ago did I finally get a setup. I've been playing since 98, just like you, mm-hmm. you know. My first gig was in 99, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Never had a setup until three, four years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So you you were at that radio you said for how long? Nine years. Nine years. Yeah, I was the. You were the producer, the host, the opening DJ, the person who answered the phones. I booked the guest. I'd be the only fucking DJ if people didn't want to show up because it was too late or too far. Yeah. I mean, did did it throw you a bone at all? It was just like you're on your own the whole time, just trying to run the show. All me. Oh damn. Yeah. It was two a.m. to six a.m. And then I got 11.30 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh-huh. And then I got 11.30 p.m. to 3 a.m. And then I got midnight to 4. And it's midnight to 4 every Saturday. So how did, how did it blow up? Because I know you had, you had a... <coughs> I mean, since you were booking guests, I'm guessing you got all kinds of names to come through yeah. on, the, on the radio show. But it's kind of hard when you're doing a radio show on Saturday nights, though. Yeah. Because motherfuckers want to kick it right. yep. or be with their loved ones. <laughs> and they just don't want to play. Well, if they're if they aren't really into driving where you're at, they're not going to show up. But the true ride or die ones showed up. Mm-hmm. I have most of the nine years that I've played and recorded. So I have like a whole like history um, of all the recordings. And I've had techno DJs, deep house DJs, broken beat DJs, disco DJs. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe not so much disco, but, you know. Yep. Wow. So when did you decide, this is it, this is what I want to do? Hmm. And, I, and that, goes, that goes for all, all three of y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like, when you, when you really connect to music mm-hmm. on a very personal level, you want to share your connection and your conversation with the art form with everyone. Right. Like you, I look at DJing like a nonverbal conversation that I'm having with people. They get to know my highs and my lows. They get to know my everything. And I'm not even opening my fucking mouth, but I'm talking to them through my music, you know? Mm-hmm. And I bet you can relate to this too, Shani. A lot mm-hmm. of times, because I, you know, working with kids, I still work with kids part time and I have to because. Sometimes being out can be real superficial, so it's nice to be around kids where everything's right. fair and you're supposed to get along and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that world. Right. Um, but I found that sometimes when you're DJing a room, it feels a lot like you're in charge of the class. Right. You want everybody yeah. to be safe. Yeah. You, want, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're setting the tone. Yeah. Right, and, right, right. And, and sometimes like some, some people you're uh, working for can be kind of like dealing with special needs kids where you got to <laughs> meet them where they're at. I mean that in a loving way. I, I mean that in a loving way. Because, True. Because I oh. care about all my kids I work with and right. some of them you have to meet them where they're at. You can't expect them to come to work. You know, that kind of thing. Right. So, right, 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 right. so yeah. So I found that there's actually a lot of similarities between the two. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. That I'm, is just funny. Funny. I'm just saying. That is. Wait, but um how did you uh Dila um you went from singing in the, in the choir to becoming an MC and then so what was it? I mean, that's, I see you you were saying that, you know, you were seeing what was happening at the time and all that stuff and then that's what you you kept writing and writing and writing. Um 
but how did the transition from that to going, okay, this is this is what I want to do? Uh, how did that happen for you? Well, in Oakland, um, we had a group called the Conscious Daughters or whatever. And I remember them. Yeah, we I had like the Conscious them. Daughters. Yeah. And... Um, so there was a huge gap in between me and the Conscious Daughters. Uh, I would say, right. yeah, I remember them from way back. What do you mean gap? Like age gap? Yeah. So what I mean, there wasn't a female presence growing mm. up in Oakland. Mm. It was just mm -hmm. like the two shorts. It was the yuck mouths. It was Hiro. all these hieroglyphics. Mm -hmm. It was all this amazing talent. Uh -huh. But the, the woman's presence was not there. And so... I grew up singing. I have a family full of singers, as Beautiful everybody singers. know. Mm -hmm. Brendan Foster is here. Yeah, Phenomenal singer, yeah. my little brother. But anyway, um, family full of singers, and I was just like, you know what? I want to rap, you know? I always wanted to rap, like, uh, you know, DJ mm -hmm. Mahalani mm -hmm. was saying. Were you, were you a fan of the, of the hip-hop at the time? Do you have yes. someone to look up to? Like, who? like Queen Latifah was my favorite. She was plastered yes. all yes. over my wall. Like, my grandmother <laughs> got me Queen Latifah everything. So I love Queen Latifah. Mm -hmm. I love everything that she stood for, her whole movement, the whole flavor unit. Mm -hmm. It was just, like, dope. It was everything that, that lady's I, first video is, right. like, the bomb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was so everything yeah. that I all, I wanted to be growing <laughs> up, just uh -huh. watching Queen Latifah, then having influences like Tupac mm -hmm. and that whole, you know, movement. And so, yeah, I, I looked up to Pac. I looked up to MC Light. I looked up to Lauren Hill. I looked up to DeBrat. I looked up to Kim. DeBrat. I looked DeBrat, up to Rod yeah. Digger. I looked up oh, to... Rod Digger. I mean, I you know, I'll Digger. just... Do yeah. the ladies run this motherfucker? Hell yeah. <laughs> so, you know, just, you know, stuff like that. You know, that kind of music enrolled me. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be that woman from Oakland and true enough I am. Yes. Well man. how how did yes. uh, how was um how did people react to that though? How how was the people embrace it at first? They were like, okay, who's this who's this girl trying to teach us some shit? Oh, what I mean it's Oakland still. Right. right. So what's really interesting is the first time I ever got on the microphone like people went crazy, like, oh my God, we didn't know you had that. And so I got an overwhelming response, right? Mm -hmm. But I had all these homeboys that I was doing this music with, and they were like, yeah, deal is dope. But then on the flip side, they're sneak dissing me. Right. Wow. Or whatever. Yeah. So we, yeah. did, this, we yeah. did this project called Real Hard. And uh, what happened was there was a competition. So my mentor, Jermaine Ashley, at the mm -hmm. time, uh, who passed me the mic, who gave me the challenge, like, yeah, you say you write, but you can't, you, duh, 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 duh. Yeah. So we had a writing contest. He gave us all beats. It was 10 of us in the group. He gave us all beats, and whoever had the tightest concepts or the tightest hooks, uh -huh. that's what went. Hmm. So out of uh, nine songs, four of my concepts got picked. Ooh. So people were pissed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all the friends that I thought I had, Done. No more. It wow. was done. So yeah. that was my first introduction to the music industry <coughs> was that, you know, like people will give you props yeah. and shit on you all at the same time. Oh, I, I got feel a story that. like that. And that was that. my first project. So, mm -hmm. I, I mean, mean, I didn't discourage you. I mean, you've won it, four. Hell no, it didn't like, discourage me. Actually, that. yes, it was just like, to me, it revealed like, you know, who people were. And 
through sports, I felt like I was prepared for it because right. I'm a competitor. Right. So yeah. it didn't matter to me. I left with the W, nigga. You mad. <laughs> hey, that's right, that's you right. mad. I ain't mad. Right. I got you four mad, songs. Dude? You on one hook. Peace. You can do whatever you want to. I mean, you know, I mean, truthfully, that's how I felt. And I was a little arrogant bastard, too, when I first saw the song. I mean, you well, know. we're all lucky for it. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, so you say you had a similar story? Well, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that, I mean, I've had things happen, yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> where, you know, you team up with people and then it turns out they're a little more competitive than you thought. And I'm way more of a collaborative person than a competitive person. If someone wants to compete with me, yeah. depending on what it is, I'm like, go ahead, have it. I'm, that's cool. Like, right. and it, I mean, depending, you know, I'm. And so I think for me, that was kind of, that was a heartbreak because I, there was a camp, like a couple of times where I'm like, oh, okay, we're not really homies. I gotcha. Mm. You know, can you tell the story or this, real that's quick? A, this is about as much as I can, I feel comfortable okay, telling, that's honestly. Right. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Fine. yeah. 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 I, I, got, I got a story. Go ahead. My first. You should get close So Chicago. You want the mic is in your mouth. Yes. Dirty. <laughs> Please. Why are you so dirty, Bach? Parce que. Parce que quoi? Parce que quoi? Uh, let's not start speaking French because I think yeah, we'll lose a lot of people. Dila's going to say the allegiance. She's, she's already Dila's looking gonna, at me crazy. Dila's going to say the pledge again. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You have to say the pledge by the, by oh, the end yeah, of the I'll show. Win, we'll I'll do win. it again. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, Chicago is um, the most segregated city in the United States. Mm-hmm. and But it's the most wonderfully ethnically racially diversity in the united states in my opinion except for new york and so south side chicago is none but black north side chicago is nothing but everybody else and black but it's like everybody white folks black folks whatever so i'm from the north i was raised in the north and i got booked in the south which is none but black folks right Mm -hmm. a lot of like i don't listen to nothing past I don't know, 1990, like house music wise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Are you fucking serious? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much music, mm-hmm. but they were hardcore, like, really adamant about not listening to anything that wasn't the pure house music, right? I go to this, <laughs> right, exactly. I go to this uh, club. There's a DJ that's playing before me. I get there early, like professionals do, get a little drink, waiting for my turn. All of a sudden, the house sound comes on, uh-huh. and the DJ is no longer playing. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's my cue to go and set up. I go to the DJ booth. Everything is unplugged. So the DJ that was playing before me was playing, and somebody unplugged everything, turned off the mixer, took out the RCAs, even took the fucking ground wire out of uh uh, it just disconnected the ground wire and I was like huh alright I went like this connected that first turntable uh-huh. put that slow groove on you can smoke in the club at that time and that time I was smoking still rolled up a motherfucking cigarette lit that bitch took a sip of my drink connected the next turntable looking at all of the people that were in the booth before like fuck you guys like y'all don't mm-hmm. have what the f- you're you are showing your ass right now yeah because if you were a true fucking g a true respectful dj you wouldn't have to do that you would just sit back and watch me work right, right. but because right. you showed your ass i'm gonna show you oh tell me you showed them i did whoa right here Sean. i always do yeah 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 <laughs> right. i always do wait so uh there was a bunch of people in there were like 
in there and then they were dancing or what it was wasn't it wasn't it was the lounge to capacity but it was like there were enough people there maybe like 50 people that could like notice that right mm-hmm. it went from dj to house sound house sound uh-huh. and then i had to slowly but surely get it back and that's the other thing that people do not understand i started in radio in a musty ass studio mm-hmm. with no windows Musty fucking carpet, cobwebs everywhere, and I had to create a vibe. I had to create a sound. Mm -hmm. I had to create a soundscape. So I'm good. I I think I do a good job in just kind of taking you, like pulling you 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 into my. You do have that voice. Oh my god. Oh shit. Now she's talking French. You know, one of the first gigs I had, it wasn't a paid gig actually, but one of the first gigs I had when I had my own equipment was I was doing pirate radio Mm. at this house in East Austin. It was this old pink house. No one could drive there, you could only ride your bike. And yeah, it was like toll, and, and the ra- the radio transmitter was like in the oven. What? <laughs> like it was crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, and this old hippie guy owned the house, I guess, and he was he was telling us stories that back in the day it was a brothel for a lot of the people that went to the Capitol. Mm. Like yeah, so so there's like this dirty. So I sort of like yes. those spirits of like, but I did, but I never give did me any, that brothel spirit. I'm like, brothel <laughs> spirit, but but I never talk. I'm still like a shy. I don't do mic stuff when I play records. So mm. Unlike you, Michelle. <laughs> no, yeah, but like yeah. that's that's why we have yeah, you around, right? Exactly. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so what a lot of people don't know as well before. So after I did all that group stuff, I actually went to radio school as well. So I went to. Man, I should go on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> I'm late at it. So it was this. It's this program in Berkeley radio station, a people station called KPFA, and then they have um, a youth station called mm-hmm. Youth Radio. So I was one of the youth radio students. And so I learned all these amazing things about, you know, entertainment mm-hmm. and like the importance of your voice, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, during that time. That's when I learned the power of my voice. So I was already emceeing, but we started this uh, segment called The Grape Hour. <laughs> and so all that meant was at lunchtime, we all went to go smoke a bunch of weed, and we came back to the station high as hell. Awesome. Damn <laughs> fool on set. I love it. And it was so awesome because, you know, we are all kids. Everybody's, like, under 21. And it's California, man. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> we are all super potheads, and, you know, it was just fun. So we started the Grape Hour, and the Grape Hour actually started this whole movement yeah. about calling marijuana grapes after that oh, so wow. everybody really? yeah nice. so everybody in the street so now you're giving it away yeah so i mean it's all good but everybody in the streets it was like yeah you got them grapes you got them grapes you know so everybody didn't know that was our lingo you know we got nice. different lingo now but yeah. i ain't gonna give that out right you, you, can't. you, can't. you can't anyway you can't. so that's what that was the grape hour and and we <clears> saw how much like it spread through the Bay Area. It was so small to us, you know, it was Mm -hmm. just a Monday show. We only had an hour. Uh So we had to cram a lot in. It was like four of us in a small ass studio, you know, but it was, it was really awesome. And I learned. Isn't it amazing how like you just do shit on air and you don't think anybody's listening. Right. But people are fucking like, I don't know that you understand how influential you are. 
You probably started like, oh, I just want to talk about music or blah, blah, blah. And then, but there are people that are probably listening to you in Japan, right. in Brazil, in South Africa, I watch in my Vancouver. Stats. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. you, got, you got Google Analytics, I know. I know. <laughs> but it's amazing how that, how that works, right? Right. No, but I mean, the fact that, you know, you come, you come with an idea, come up with an idea, and you're like, you know what, my, my purpose is just to share. Mm. share my thoughts share my music share my passions mm. share what i mean share myself pretty yep. much right mm -hmm. yep. and i think that you know more and more especially today you know it doesn't happen uh as much as it happens on a superficial level yeah, yeah. But mm -hmm. to get to get to a point where you can actually talk to people mm. and to just be able to have a conversation yeah, that's out. That's out the window these days. Don't get. I'm. I'm not gonna start ranting about this because we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be talking for three hours. <laughs> um, I wanna before we get into y'all move to Texas. I wanna get a uh, story of. You told me that how you got your name. Yes. I, in a dream or something. Yeah, I don't remember the details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like. Yeah, my, you're not born. With, if you're no, born with Mahalani, no, that'd be no, dope no. as hell. My my birth name is Leslie, and the l people call me Leslie or Mahalani. I go by both. Um. Uh, let's see how where do I start okay so I graduated UT and then I moved to Maui my I have a sister and two brothers that live out there with with kids and but we all grew up in Texas I'm the only sibling that's still here mm -hmm. and um I worked at a women's shelter there and uh one night I had this dream and it was a uh, I was going through my sister's closet in my dream and my sister was the reason I moved out there and I found a shirt it was a one of those baseball shirts it had maroon sleeves and it said uh it had a a rainbow across the belly tied in a bow with lots of birds and butterflies and it said Mahalani and it said uh, Maui on the back in silver glitter letters <laughs> and it had my, also I said Leslie on the shirt too so I went to work and talked to some of my Hawaiian girlfriends and asked them I was like I woke up with this name Mahalani in my mouth it was on a shirt what's up with that and I knew a woman named Mahaya and most names with Lani the end in Lani are a woman's name so yeah so um what they told me, uh, one woman told me who practices a lot of Hawa traditional Hawaiian religion um, practices, uh, she explained to me that traditionally names are given through dreams. Um, and many times it's an elder who dreams it for someone who's younger and pregnant. But I wasn't an elder, I wasn't pregnant, and there was no one in my family that was pregnant. So they said, if that's the case, then it was given to you. Oh. So she started calling me that from that point on. And another friend of mine, uh, um, a local woman, explained to me that Mahalani, uh, every, um, the Hawaiian, traditionally Hawaiians go by a lunar calendar. So every phase of the moon has a name. And Mahalani means the fullest blossoming of the moon. And it's supposed to be a good day to uh, plant stuff and tell the future and all kinds of stuff. So, so yeah, so that, so I was really shy about it. Um, I didn't really even text Sarah. I'm this white girl, like, well, okay, I'm not, you know, whatever. <laughs> and from Texas, uh, my people can't hardly, s t you know, say Hawaiian stuff. And um, <laughs> and so it took me a while. I was really shy. But then when I finally realized, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be DJing, I felt like that name picked me. If I were to pick a name, I would have picked something that's easier for folks in Texas to say. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? DJ Les Boogie. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, so I just went with it and trusted that that's it works. what's up. So It took me a while to figure out where the E and the A were. Yeah. But then I, I got... Well, what, what, you real, what I realized later, it's a gift that keeps on giving. So what I realized later is heel is right in the middle. Right in there the middle. There you go. Smack dab in the there middle. There you go. That yeah. was crazy because that was one of the first things that I actually noticed. Mm-hmm about your name. 
was yeah, that heal? Was that I, I totally feel like my whole journey with the name and with music is about healing things that I came from. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's how I feel when I'm playing music for people. Oh you know, yeah. I don't know where people are, but, oh you yeah. know, it's it really is about that. They don't know when they hire me that's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but that's what I'm but trying to do. But they will know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? They right. Was it, well, how'd you come up with your name? So my name is Fadila. I have a yeah. fully Islamic name. Even though I was raised Christian and it's always, you know, a mix up when people see my Islamic name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so my name is Fadila and Fadila means queen. It means virtuous. It means supreme being. And so, um, yeah, I just went with Queen Dila. It, it's very similar. When I first started out, I just went as Dila. Uh-huh. And um, then I joined this group called Baylife. And by the time I joined Baylife, um, I was developing as a performer. And they were like, nah, you're not Dila. You're Queen Dila. Mm. And so from then on out. And I have to tell you <coughs> that, it, that like the teenage kid that loved Queen Latifah, uh-huh. that just makes me so happy yeah. that I work with a Queen Dila. I'm just <laughs> saying. <laughs> it makes I me do. so happy. Like, and, I, and I idolized her. But what was really crazy was that that is actually my real name. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going as myself, you know, and just letting people claiming know your crown. It works. Basically, a different <laughs> side works. of me. So that's basically how I came together, Queen Dila. Uh, yeah, I like it. I, well, I was I forgot what I was talking to, but a- anyway, I think names should you shouldn't pick your own name. It should just come to you. Right. It's what you what your friends called you when you were a kid. It comes mm-hmm. in the dream, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, but you don't sit down and go, let me let me pick a name and you know go through a. I only picked Shawnee because DJ Glitter Tits was taken. <laughs> <laughs> I could totally see you as totally DJ kidding. Yeah, but what? Shawnee is your name. Shawnee is my actual name. Oh, so that works. Yeah, I can go. I can go by DJ Back and be like, okay, well, yeah, that works too. Right. If my name was Scott, there's no way in hell. <laughs> DJ Scott. No. No, <laughs> like, that, 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 that doesn't work. <laughs> DJ Jonathan. Nah, sorry. No. Sorry, sorry. DJ so, Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> he plays elevator music and he fucks up every party. Right. DJ Jonathan. I can see that. That'd yeah. be hilarious, yeah. actually. Yeah. He, does, <laughs> he, does, he does the running man with his khakis and polos. Uh, you know what? I thought khakis right away. Right? I thought khakis and, and a tucked in shirt. Yes. Uh, show sleeves. Yeah, but you got to roll it up like this, yeah. pal. Yeah, show yep. sleeves and then he, he, he has a dope mix with Journey on it. That's your yes. new, Don't that's new DJ alter Jonathan. E- Don't that's his new it. alter ego, DJ Jonathan. DJ Jonathan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's sharing his inner fantasies. Right. You know that, right? So every time I see back out, I'm gonna be like, DJ <laughs> Jonathan. <laughs> Everybody gonna journey. be like, what? Uh, I, I hope nobody's listening right now. <laughs> don't stop believing, baby. Don't no, no, stop no, no, believing. no, no, no. I don't want right. I always wanted to be a white boy with khakis <laughs> on, and, <laughs> and shirts. And polos, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. DJ you haven't seen my closet. Oh, <laughs> I have a secret door in there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> DJ Jonathan. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, so from uh, Hawaii, Chicago, Oakland, California, how did the whole move to Texas happen? And, and did y'all know what was happening in Austin at the time? I mean, you, you yeah. I know you know. Because well, I went to school. Uh, yeah, I was school. Well, I went to college here in the 90s. In fact, right. I started um, an open mic hip hop night um, at the UT Union, and we were responsible. Um, I helped bring the roots to town in 96. And so, um, and I was hiring DJs back then. It was back when um, Mel's Night at Nasty's just started. Mm. Yep. And um, so I was around back then when you could, you knew how 
but you do Bavu, you know T Double. Yeah, Bavu used Romeo, to come. Yeah, all you all, Romeo, T Double, Bavu, they all came to open my hip hop night back in the day. So yeah. I knew them from back then. Uh-huh. Um, so I was already familiar with Austin. I only lived in Maui for three years, and um, <clears throat> I actually missed Austin. It was before. Um, it was really before everybody else knew about Austin because I would be in Maui all the time and people would be at and people come from all over Maui and they didn't really know a lot about Austin. Mm-hmm. Now that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, and so but I missed it because I'm kind of a city and a nature girl. Mm-hmm. And I lived on a flower farm in Maui, which was so rad. But I miss talking to people about music and there just wasn't the same kind of culture. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, yeah, so I came back and um, and then commenced to keep to watch Austin continue to change and grow and all that stuff. So, mm. yeah. What about y'all? Did y'all know what was going on in Austin? I had no idea. I actually applied to UT. I applied to seven schools for college, and I got into six, and UT was the only one that I didn't get into. I was furious mm-hmm. and was like, fuck Texas. No, 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 And I was living in California at the time, and uh, I was living with someone who got a job here in Austin. And I was like, okay, well, we'll just try out Texas for six months. And then six months turned into a year. And then a year turned into a year and a half. And I said to myself, self, I don't like no motherfucking coal. Self. I never heard anybody say I talked to myself. I said, and you lived through an August. You lived through an August. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My daddy used to say that. Self. I said, self. (laughs) Myself said, who? Right, exactly. So I was like, well, let me try it out. I checked out Lanai, and honestly, we are spoiled in Chicago. Mm hmm. And probably Oakland, too, because there's so much culture, music, yeah, yeah, and yeah. like inundated. And I came with that whole like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, y'all, y'all don't know. I y'all bet. don't know the real. Why are you giving me this dilute, diluted shit? But at the same time, it's just because I didn't understand the flow of Austin. Now I understand the flow of Austin. Every city has their own rhythm. Uh-huh. And I was shy town till I die town. Like I wore it <laughs> on my fucking sleeve. You know what I'm saying? But once shy I town shiny. That's right. Yeah. Once I finally calmed down and was still and just observed, I was like, this is a pretty cool city. It's interesting. I have a friend who de- who's been <coughs> DJing Jamaican dub plates, Jamaican 45s for yeah. a long time. And he lives in Houston. And, um, he came up, and I would say probably this probably 10, 10 years ago now. He came up to do the same thing, and he can't do it here because the Caribbean cult. It's the cult. Maybe now, maybe now more mm, more yeah. so. But mm. back then, it was like the culture wasn't there to support the kind of music he did. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? Jews got I feel like Austin is a very so in Chicago. Mm-hmm. When I would say uh, I'm a DJ, they'd be like, "Okay, so what else do you do?" Mm-hmm. But here, if I'm like, I'm a DJ, they're like, when's your next show? Are you playing down? Right. Like, right. Super, like you know, right. And that's very, very inspiring and encouraging to someone who is not born and bred in this situation. Right. Austin is very special to me. Mm-hmm. Right. What about you? Did you know? So I didn't know. I, I came, I started scouting Austin in 2005. Me and my ex-husband, um, his, so what we had in common, me and my ex-husband were both from Oakland, but both of our fathers is from Austin. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, so my father was born here in Austin. Uh, his mother was born high, here in Did Austin. he go to high school here? No. Okay. So my family moved 
from here um, due to some racism that happened within my family. Mm. Oh, uh, here in Austin? In Lockhart, where oh. my great-grandmother, she was working for a family, inherited some land. The, the children were upset and actually shot my grandmother. <gasps> In church with my father sitting on her lap. Shit. What? So Lockhart? In Lockhart, Texas. So when that happened, my family moved from Texas and went to the Bay Area. I so do. that's how my oh, parents man. met. Well, I'm the first person to move back out of my entire Watch family. out, Texas. Mm. Yeah, I'm the first one to move back. So Revenge. That's yeah, heavy, Dila. Yeah. That's you a go, serious... You go look for them or something? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not. Well, no, it's riding the, on the, the bike, whole, like... Some spiritual bravery. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> that's get what that, it's about. That. So I felt that's like right. it was more divine than anything for me to come here. So when, when my ex was like, you know, my dad is about to move here. Let's go check Austin out. I came down here. I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm going to do it, you know, because my grandfather, before he passed away, rest his soul, he would always say, go to Austin. We have land out there. And that was the same land. And he ended up selling it before I got here. Mm -hmm. Uh But he would tell all of us, somebody go to Austin, somebody go to Austin. And then one, one day, I just answered that call. And I came here. And when I came here, I visited a couple of clubs. And what I noticed it was wide open. Yeah. So for me, as an MC, I'm like, yes! <laughs> I'm like, yes! Now it's not oversaturated. I ain't got to wa- wait mm-hmm. on 50 fools to rap. Yeah. You know, yeah. it could be like three or four of us. Uh-huh. So for me, it was like a kid in a candy store, truthfully. Mm-hmm. And when I came here, people would look at me like, Queen Dila, why are you here? Why? Right. Why? What about Austin? I'm looking at them like, fool. Y'all don't see what's going on. And sure enough, like, you know, like right now, I'm in Band of the Year two years in a row. Yeah, so like six years ago when I came here, I saw that. I knew that I would be a part of greatness here Mm -hmm. and that I wouldn't let nobody discourage me no matter what. And I came from, you know, a capital where, like, like Shawnee said, Chicago, Oakland, like, it goes down. Like, you know, we got full-fledged scene out there, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. when I left Oakland, I definitely was a top female artist in the Bay Area. So it was really hard to walk away in that way. Yeah. But seeing, um, like, having the vision to know that I will be a part of something even bigger here was always my motivation to stay here and be a part of hip-hop in Austin. It's good, too, because, I I mean, I remember when big, like, hip-hop acts wouldn't come. I mean, it was a big deal for us to bring the roots because everybody would go to Houston or Dallas. You know what I mean? It was like that for for a long time. So I can totally see people going, now, what? You know, I feel like sometimes I I can be guilty of that in my brain because I'm so old school sometimes. You know what I mean? But more and more... That's different, and I. It's so special. It's right. really special. Right. I mean, you can really build something here. That's what I. That's how I love about it. Yeah, there's mean, definitely a do-it-yourself thing yeah. where it's like, I got this, and I've got this. Let's put it together and put on a show. Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. really fun. And it's more open. Right. Like, yeah. I don't think I don't know anything about Oakland that much. I mean, I played there once, but I don't know how it flows. But in Chicago, you can't do that shit. They you have they to go through like, uh, like a ladder you know? of chain right. of command or something. Right. right. Who, who you know? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Let it's me hear a mix. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I totally definitely that. like yeah. that. All right, yeah. hold on, hold on, real quick. I, I gotta give a shout out. There's people in the chat right now. I see Tanya, uh, G Crisis here from Crew Five Four. What? What? Uh, shout out to Tori. Shout out to Equo, Marcy. I see you. Uh, I, I turn. I'm turning the phones on right now. The number is five one two, 
539-0225. If you want to call in, if you have a comment, if you have a shout out, if you have a question for the ladies here, because I know they got stories for days. We've been Man. talking for 15 yeah. minutes already. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not over yet. I have a whole other, we haven't even touched Dame yet. I know. <laughs> we haven't. I know. So, yeah, make sure, um, share the link on Facebook, on Twitter, on the internets and all that stuff. Uh, thefeedback.com, B-A-K, of course, slash Mixler, M-I-X-L-R. So people can tune in and uh, listen to these ladies tell their story. I could just shut up and let you guys talk. Seriously. <laughs> this is I love this kind of shows because people yes. know what I think. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? You just take over. I'm going to take a nap, turn my mic off. <laughs> anyway. Now watch out. You're going to have like a fake mustache drawn on. Right. Right. I'm just kidding. Oh, We're going to put lipstick on you. That's ass. right. You know what? Put you some know. eyelashes on you. Don't, don't sleep. Don't sleep. You know sleep, what? Doc. I believe don't it. Sleep. <laughs> we'll, we'll I totally you, believe we'll it. We'll call you Bakrika. That'll be your DJ Jonathan. That's Right. Oh, oh, damn. You're going to wake up. <laughs> DJ Jonathan. He's going to wake up DJ Jonathan. Don't trip. I like didn't know this. Jonathan wore what? eyelashes. Why are my eyelashes so right. fucking long? So um, what was your, I mean, they said you're, you were here before, but your introduction to Austin hmm. was, how did you get to know the people here in the scene? I know that, you know, for the most part, Um, when you're into music, you're bound to meet certain people. Mm-hmm. You're bound to meet the knickknacks, the mail, the bavus, and all that stuff. But what was your introduction as a DJ and as an MC? So I kind of went to Facebook because I was living in Southern California, and I was like, well, I'm moving to Texas. And everyone's like, what the fuck? I'm, like, yeah, I know. I know. I'm gonna try it out. There's no sales tax. I'm gonna see what I can see, right? And everyone was like, you got to hit up my buddy Chicken George. You got to hit up my buddy Chicken George. And I'm like, who the fuck is this Chicken George? And why the fuck is he named that? Yeah. <laughs> I need to talk to him by his name. <coughs> I saw Roots. What the hell? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So I kept hearing, kept hearing. And it turns out that we have a lot of friends in common. He goes to Chicago a lot. Um, and that's like my number one, my first dj homie ever outside of chicago like i know i could i could nerd out on music with him like for a minute you know mm-hmm. and we can reminisce on chicago mm-hmm. when i'm in chicago blah 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 so he was very influential into me just kind of getting my feet wet in austin and like kind of showing me the rope so to speak and then i started going to lanai because yeah. i heard that was the only house club And I wasn't. I was only playing house at that point. I was only playing house. Mm-hmm. Now that I've been here, I play disco, lo-fi, reggae, boogie. Funk. When I first saw you play, I remember you playing like Roxy Music or something, or something like that, or maybe it was David Bowie. I don't know. You're playing at the Eastern. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I used to have a residency at the Eastern. Yeah, that's when I first heard Freedom you play. Fridays, where I played. It was pretty much an exploration in all things black music. Uh-huh. So I played rock i played jazz i played soul i played funk i played hip-hop i didn't really play house because i didn't really think that austin was ready for house do you think there was a void or something or I like it, it was it, like it was missing because i know B- barcelona was like the, the spot yeah. that had like they introduced dubstep uh-huh. to austin and then at the time uh it was garrett who started booking djs yeah. to come to play house yeah. and I kind of, I just kind of, it was very confusing to me that uh-huh. people loved their 45s and loved their boogie 
and loved their disco, uh-huh. more so boogie than disco, but could not fuck with house. Yeah. Because house is like the child of boogie. Uh-huh. Right. And the it was very confusing to me, but I realized in in that confusion that I had to create a bridge. I had to kind of be like, hey, take my hand, come with me. That's why I like There's playing so Shawnee. Like, I love a lot of the things that she plays. Like, I got into some of the house kind of stuff that you play, not <clears> thinking <throat> I'm a house head, but because it'd be like a remix of yeah, a Sun yeah. Raw something. Or, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. something mm-hmm. really beautiful yeah. where I'm like, this is moving, and I love that. And so Shawnee plays, uh, you know, things that are really amazing that, that uh, in my journey – you know, not being from Chicago, trying to keep house parties going. I'm playing like hip hop or what, you know, whatever. Yeah. So it's such a fun combination for me because Absolutely. I get to hear stuff I love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just, it's and a nice balance. And I get balance. to reminisce like when you play, mm-hmm. you know, and when this one starts, Whoa. the party's <laughs> over here. <laughs> yes. Once the mic turn on. There. You already know. Yeah. And I just want to say that honestly, like, I mean, Dila, I think the first way we were really even getting to know you was you showing up on the mic. Man. You just came and snatched it? No, we invited her. No, we invited her. No, we like. What a bike at? No. Queen, give me that. I mean, you no, know, but I'm I mean, so East Oakland, but look how he just tried to throw me under oh, the bus. Oh, no. You just gonna snatch the mic? No, it. nobody snatched it. We offered her the mic. Thank but all like, I'm hey, saying is. All right. Thank you. All I'm saying is, all right, we all right. it's not like she we were. She called me DJ Jonathan. Right. <laughs> DJ Jonathan. <laughs> I mean, all I'm saying is, it's not like we were like really tight homies, for example. There was just kind of a trust. It felt like there was this trust. Like, somehow we knew we were on the same page. Yeah. Right. And we just like, okay, let's see what happens. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, I had so much fun that first night, though. Yeah, so fun. Too. Wait, so, so fun. how did how do you two meet? Did was it you came to the Eastern? I think probably through Jeff is how we probably knew you because I know I saw you at the Eastern. You yeah. saw me at the W. That's right. That's and then right, we kind of right. stayed and we just stayed. And then Courtney. Oh, court but man. Between Courtney. Titimo. Yeah. Between yeah. Um, Courtney Moore. Shout out. And, and uh, Martin Perna. Shout yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. I think that really helped support and solidify that yeah, connection. We, just, we had just some really good friends in common mm-hmm. yeah. that we were well she would already connected with him but i was starting to connect with him mm-hmm. yeah and they were both like yeah well, you should probably meet so and so and so and so and then this one comes yeah fucking trifecta of life yeah. son like me and shawnee <laughs> over here making our homemade little candle right like right. Oh, you had right. The, you and then dila comes and lights it so <laughs> you had the back to life thing going it was just you too correct yeah, yeah. we right. were kind of doing that at the same time maybe yeah. back to life had like one gig ahead of like Probably. maybe one or two it was yeah. a party that mahalani started mm-hmm. and she's like want do you want just want to come and I yeah was i had like, a volstead yeah. thursday once a month and i yeah. was like let's share it let's yeah. do that and so yeah. we started doing that and how how, how did people uh, react to that I think they reacted well. Yeah, I think I think it was a good kind of introduction Mm -hmm. to our sound together. Yeah, Um, it was really fun for us. I mean, I I mean, I won't lie that you know. There were a couple of dead nights, but one of the deadest nights we had was the night Dave Chappelle came in because he heard a, he heard our music. Hello, and he, you know, so that. But then, then it wasn't dead anymore. That's <laughs> but, right. <laughs> but you know, so I think sure for me, it. selfishly, it really was just about playing with Shawnee. Like I won't lie, we. I mean, Back to Life was kind of more of a. I love I love the people that were there, but it really was more kind of a workout, fun play. Yeah, right, it was right. on easy. the rec- Yeah, we know. Ne- yeah, easy. like I don't know what I'm gonna play. I don't know what I'm gonna play. Let's just see what happens. So tell me right. about your first time then. So uh, when I first came to Austin, 
I would Craigslist everything. Mm. I didn't know. Really? Yes. I'm talking about everything downtown. I shipped my car out here, and I just went for it. And I would go to rock clubs, pop clubs, and I'm like, I want to perform. Mm. And they're like, what? And so, yeah, I just, some of them let me pop it in. Some of them, like, you need a live instrument. I'll go talk to a guitar player, like, hey, could you play this? <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll do that, and then I'll perform. So when I first got out here, I performed at any and everywhere. Any and everywhere. And I remember um, I performed, I want to say, uh, at the Bayou. I performed at the Bayou. The Bayou was the first club I ever performed at in Austin. Wow. Yeah, the Bayou. And so I remember. That's a hood joint now. Right, <laughs> right. So Checkmate, um, one of the guys who helps run the Austin Music Awards for, like, you know, the underground mm -hmm. hip-hop scene, they saw me, and within three months of me being in Austin, I was nominated as Best Female Hip-Hop Artist boop, boop. in Austin. Yeah. So then after that, uh, through through a homie that I eventually met, um, he introduced me to Ananda Moss, who um, at that time was uh, working with Zell Miller. Mm -hmm. and His work is amazing. Right. Amazing. So I was in Zell Miller's play windows i don't know but yeah so i was in windows in 09 and a lot of people i met a lot of people dashay moonbeam yes dashay. Dashay. yeah i met all these amazing Hi, people ebony stewart <laughs> and just amazing i just met this amazing group of artists when i start working with zell and truthfully after that everything just said boom so shout out to ananda shout out to zell because I don't know if I ever got to tell you guys how much I truly appreciate you guys for working with me on Windows. And a, another thing that a lot of people don't know, I was an actress before I was anything. You so better do it. I grew up acting uh, in like church plays and acting crazy. Plays. Just <laughs> all of that. Just all of that. Though. I'm just kidding. All of that. All of that. <laughs> to be. So I was in a lot of theater <laughs> coming up. I was in a lot of theater, and so when I came here to Austin, I was like. I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to yeah. do music. I'm going to get that's, theater. That's the way to go. Yeah. And, and people are welcoming, too. Like, oh, Absolutely. you know, meet so-and-so, just like you said. Yeah. Right. And if you're into music, you're bound to meet the right folks. Right. Right. That's just the way Austin yeah. works. And I want to shout out Key and Shaka because they connected us with Dila. So yeah. that's how yeah. it all oh, that's came how full right? circle. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I was, um, again, working with Zell. And um, so the Arun Center also existed at mm -hmm. this time. Yep. Yeah. And I will always go to the Arun Center, of course, because of my community background. Uh -huh. And so I met Keith and Shaka at the Arun Center. One day I was performing at the Arun Center and they saw me perform and they were like, yo, like you're tight as fuck. Like, what's up? So mm. I'm like, thank you. You know, that's cool. And then the next time I saw Key and Shaka, they were performing at the Arun Center. And I was like, yo, y'all yeah. tight as fuck. Like, <laughs> what? Why don't you know what I mean? Tight as fuck together. Yeah. So, yeah, so tight together. They, right. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. If you look back, I mean, you can Google this shit. If you look back at pretty much 80% of writers' shows that they would throw, 
they would put Queen D Law in there. Mm-hmm. So like we would do a lot. We would collab on a lot of things. I think I met you at their CD release. Right. The one, that's when I first was, met you. Was that you. the one at uh, Stubbs? Stubbs. Inside? Yes. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. yeah so, that was a dope show. Yeah, yeah, so I performed there with them. So we we built this. You had a whole entourage I, I think leaving that's, that bus. No, 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 I think that's like, the first time I, I saw you, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the yeah. first like, time ooh, I saw you. Who's that dealer? And what's crazy yeah. is <laughs> I sprang my leg the day before that show. What? Oh, my God. I was so toe up. I didn't even think <laughs> I, I couldn't tell. Able to pull it I off. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's how I met Riders Against the Storm. So one day, very similar to how we connected, Key was supposed to host Dame with Shawnee mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, Mahalani, mm-hmm. and she needed to go out of town. So she's like, Dila, um, I need you to like host this party. Or, what, or do you, would you want to host this party? I'm like, sure, you mm. know. That's that. It sounds awesome. It sounds dope. Down as Mama's elevator. Yeah. Right. Down as you know Mama's elevator. But, but you know what? Didn't we? Didn't we kind of come up with that? Weren't you already a part of it? So, yeah. Where did the name come from? Yeah, I think d- actually Dame already had his name before right. I came. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. that's what enrolled me. Because I think I remember putting it out there. I came up with the down ass Mama's elevator. But yeah. I was like, if y'all come up with something better, just come with right. something yeah, better. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like I remember that. Yeah. Like, yeah. So <laughs> I remember that yeah. part. Yeah. Of but the what, what were the other ones? Well, I so we were at my place. Yeah. Probably drinking wine. Probably smoking <laughs> weed. And yeah. and I was trying to figure out a name that would encompass powerful female energy that would rock your body. Uh-huh. And I was like, Madam sounds too old lady. But and then I was I, like, Dame. Dame. And I like Dame because it did Dame. sort of sound like old lady. And I ain't get I'm not getting any younger. So I wanted to embrace Come that. Uh, but I'm just saying, but I wanted I, to I was, embrace I all going, that. I said You're <laughs> not showing, you're fine. I said to Mahalani, I was like, I feel like it needs an acronym. I feel like Dame is a, is cool, but I feel like it needs an acronym. Motherfucker, 12 hours later, she's like, down ass mama's elevate 10. Yeah, 10. Apostrophe. Yeah, right. 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 No G at the end. No No G. G. No G. We're the only Gs. Just kidding. Just kidding. We're the Gs. Gs. You know what I mean? All day, every day. (laughs) Yeah, so I just got enrolled into the name. And, you know, when I heard the name, I was like, hell yeah, I'm a down ass mama elevating. So if I'm a guest this time, I'm going to host the hell out of this show. Damn where right. And she did. Y'all, you host the hell out of anything. Yes. Oh, of course. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Really we do. were Thank so you. lucky. I mean, I really. was so lucky. Just really. I think yeah. the, the one I came to was at Gypsy Lounge. At the Gypsy Lounge. Ah. Yeah. That one was. That, <laughs> hey. What was that? The Love Down. That was the Love Down. That was the Love Down. The Love Down. We did two love there, down. I thought. One yeah, was the Love Down. Yeah, we did. We did do two. Did we do two? We did two. We did two. I think the second one was the Love Down. The second one was. And that was the last one. Yeah, that was the last one we did at Gypsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the love now. We that were keeping fun. it grown and sexy. That was yeah. Valentine's Day. Yeah, it we was had, good. It we was had good. rose petals on the outside. Oh, yes. Candy and to my fucking like tasted candy right I had on my I had on my black sexy dress. Could nobody yeah, tell did. me shit that <laughs> night. I promise you. <laughs> no. I promise you. Let me let me ask you this though. Do you do you think that at this point you you found your crowd in I Austin? I th- because I mean it, it, it takes a while, especially if you do something mm-hmm. like that. That's not necessarily on the regular, like every week or something. Yeah. But you bring something new. It takes a while to build. I mean, as you know, Rise Against the Storm, they'll tell you the same thing. As Boogie Crew, tell you the same thing. And the thing about Austin is that people are used to the same shit. Yeah. You know, every Friday, every Saturday, every whatever, yeah. and you come in with something new. Yeah. You know, it takes a while to be like, yeah. hey man, you gotta come check this thing out. It's exactly. dope and all that, right? So how how did that process go for you? 
I mean, I think at every time we've done it, we've had a kind of a group of the same people, but yeah, I yeah. think we're still finding people. I mean, I think Absolutely. that there's still, you know, yeah, there's still more. I think we can still build. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, there, there are people that um, I'm sure you guys go through the same thing mm -hmm. where there are people that are like, when's the next dame? Yeah. When's the next dame party? Yeah. You yeah, right. definitely. And that feels really good because that obviously says that we're doing something that we're supposed mm -hmm. to be doing. Because I, I totally agree. I don't think that any two DJs together are playing the styles of music that we play together. Yes. Yes. Let alone being an all-female situation. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Nice. Again, I'm, I'm talking to Dame Queen Dila. And DJ Shani, DJ Mahalani. Uh, the number is 512-539-0225. Call in with questions, comments. I see people in the chat. So give a shout-out or something or whatever. Oh, okay. Just so call in. What's I want to shout-out to Chorizo because Chorizo yeah. is how I met Key. Mm. Chorizo. And, and Shaka, which is how I met Dila. Uh -huh. Awesome. I, yeah, I met um, – I did a body rock at uh, back when it was at Plush. When it was Plush. still on Wednesdays. Yeah. When it was still on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. <laughs> All Wednesdays. Yeah, yep. I remember that. Yep. And um, I did that, and that was the first. And I met uh, Key as I was playing records. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It was very, yeah. Well, here's, here's the thing. I, and I, I got to give you mad props <laughs> because when I hear you play, I have I have no idea wh what those songs are. Mm. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm an 80s baby, yeah. 90s, 90s kid. Yeah. And so I think I've asked you many times, I'm like, I, I come behind like, what is this? What is that? I, don't, I, don't, I have no <laughs> idea. I know it's boogie. I know it's funk. I'm like, but I love it. But and that's the thing. I'm yeah. I'm a music lover too, mm -hmm. and I like to know. I like to learn. Yeah, I got a drum around my neck. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right. And uh, I like to know what I'm listening to because mm -hmm. you know, that's how I do my homework. That's yeah. how I learn about yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the stuff you drop is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's obscure. Or you know, is it just? It, sometimes it is. Sometimes it isn't. I I'm not like a you know. There's moments where I dig a lot, but I, I won't lie. There's times I just get a feeling that there's something at the Goodwill, and I will. It'll be there. Like I mean, it's weird. So yeah. there's but, things that just show up. But you've been collecting records since you were 11 years old. Yeah. And so you're like, okay, today I'm gonna bring these 50 records, and it's yeah. all records, all vinyl, yeah. no computer, nothing. Shout out to Chicken George for that one too, actually, because at one point I remember all the DJs were going to laptops. Yes. Mm. And I remember thinking I didn't want to because I'm kind of a kinesthetic visual learner i want i want to be able to touch it and feel it and see it right and so i couldn't imagine Very shrinking chicken. it down you know to a to a screen and i remember talking with jet with chicken george about it like is that something you know kind of like you know per, like business advice i guess <laughs> and he was like just keep playing if you want to play records keep playing just yeah. wait just wait and sure enough a year later oh my god i've never seen anyone play records before and i'm like right. what crazy yeah. crazy and yeah. so yeah so i never even um i will use a laptop like if i have to do a wedding and i have to play something custom or whatever but yeah. otherwise it's only records for me so, yeah, th yeah. There's, there's the wobble is not on vinyl wobble with me wobble <laughs> you know what's hilarious <laughs> is i actually you know it's hilarious is i actually tried to order the wobble because i did this party at uh for saint james episcopal church and they <laughs> wanted the wobble Ooh. and i ended up uh. <laughs> so i ended up wobble for jesus yeah. I was just gonna say that. <laughs> and it was a hit i ended up playing it on my wobble laptop but what was hilarious is I ended up ordering the wrong wobble and I got Master P wobble. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm not playing that for church. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. But you're right. I mean, uh, and I think uh, you know Jeff was right because there is this 
this movement back going back to vinyl. Right. Oh, it's all vinyl night. People are like, right. oh yeah. Well, and I'm honestly, a, I'm not. I'm not necessarily a vinyl snob. I mean, when I hear music, I like to hear it. I'm yeah. not necessarily yeah, paying yeah, attention. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If someone's got records, it's fun to look at them. You know, I oh, definitely yeah. salivate yes. on that. But I'm not. For me, it's just how I like to play it. It may not be how how necessarily I have to listen to it that way. So mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, so do you have a do you have a formula that you go by for your dame parties at all or is it just well this one's on the mic just killing it <laughs> yeah we take turns i mean sometimes we set up and we're like you want to go first who wants to go first and whoever's it's in just the mood it's just whatever just takes yeah. It. yeah there's no uh i i will admit i love to bring the sexy i like to get you in your hips you could sway like this and then next thing you know uh, she's dancing like, in her chair by the way this it's a nice visual but i like right. to seduce you know yeah. i like to seduce with sound and, and it's it's if i could be so frank it's all about the foreplay with the music because and I there's so a lot of people that that, that play house and they come in and they're like I'm gonna fucking house you. How my house you? Can I house you right quick? You got a house, house you right now, you. right? Exactly. <laughs> and then people are like, ew, I don't, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. So I don't do that. Uh-huh. I start sort of like a whisper hey, in their ear. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, I'm Shawnee. You want to walk with me over there? Let's take, let's let's hold hands and walk to this whatever musical journey. And next thing you know, their pants are down. Man, oh. <laughs> right. I mean yeah. that or that, but um, <laughs> but it's like it, it's not the only thing that I really want to do is that I have a conversation, a nonverbal conversation, like I said before, right. with my songs mm-hmm. to people. You don't have to speak the same language. We don't have to be of the same gender, socioeconomic, nothing. None of that bullshit matters. Mm-hmm. Right? Do we understand each other? Are we communicating? That's all I want. Do you do you get any? Um, do people come and just request shit? I I can't see they how try. you can request a house song. Uh, to me, that doesn't add up. I can uh, a hip hop. Mm-hmm. I can understand because you can tell. Okay, there's this song, then there's that song, and there's right. that song. Yeah. Right. But to me, when I hear house, <coughs> especially Chicago house, it's like one continuous song yeah. that right. just goes up, down, left, yeah. right. Yeah. Here's the thing about requests is that. We and stop I, that shit. We stop that shit. Yes. You just, just I see no. somebody coming no. to the stage. <laughs> Truthfully. Like, uh, excuse, uh, uh, what do you uh, need? Uh, <laughs> on the yeah, mic? Yeah. Hell to the yes. Yeah. Excuse yeah. me. What do you need? Because the thing that people don't understand yeah. is that none of us are jukeboxes. Right. No yeah. DJs if are jukeboxes. Exactly. Yeah. Right. If you want to hear something that you are familiar with, go to your fucking car. I've right. told I've told somebody not at a dame show because I think when Dila's on the mic, we're pretty protected in a lot yeah. of ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stop it. Right. Yeah. Need? Well, and it's not even about stop it. It's like you're so on the mic and amazing. Nay, nobody wants to even mess with that. You know. Thank yeah. You. yeah. You're a buffer. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. But but I will tell people. Oh, I just played the remix and I didn't. Oh. <laughs> right. Oh. Well, you know. Or or or. Oh, I played that ten minutes. Ago, or right if someone yeah. is like, you know what? If you play journey right now it would go off and then i sit there and tell him you know what you really need to be a dj you have an ear that's and right. then they go away that's right i don't play i mean i may not may not play it but don't i ever just play like, journey like yeah, the, the no, most yeah. i don't even have it in my crates so. the most <laughs> i do i'm dj jonathan let me give you let me give you this phone number call dj jonathan that's 
<laughs> I feel like the most insulting thing I've ever said to someone is when they were like, "You just can you just start playing like?" And they were clapping when oh, they were saying no. that. I mean, we're just waiting for you to like play some real house, oh, no. Chicago house. I give them like three Mississippi's and I stare at them. This I've only done yeah. this once. Let out a good sigh yeah. and say, "You should probably just enjoy the music." Yeah, and then <laughs> that was so nice. Back. Just walk yeah. back to my my shit and just start yeah. playing. Or like if someone someone recently told me, um, we're ready to grind now. I'm like, well, go wow. ahead. Go I'm ahead. like, please go ahead. That's really up to the Y'all dancers. Draw that's not and me. And we'll watch. Yeah, I'm like, that's right. not me. Like, I don't. Yeah, go bye. Go. Are you for real? We're ready to grind. Yeah. Now are we fucking fifteen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm sitting. I'm laughing because I'm like, that's that's what's so weird. I'm like, that's about the dancers. That's not the DJs. Right. Like well, I could look. Watch me. I could grind to this right, right. now. I'm like, grinding right now. Yeah. We grinding right now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Feedback. Yeah. You don't even see it. We grind. <laughs> <Yeah>. We grind. <laughs> but do you yeah. guys like prepare together at all? No, no, no. Uh-uh. My funnest thing is that she'll set me up, and it's almost like, what am I gonna do? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, but there's, so there's competition. Well, no. It's, it's, no? it's not a competition because we, it's not we a, understand each other's flow. Yeah. And so like, if I'm about to end, I might do like some disco or like some lo-fi to lead into mm-hmm. her set. Mm-hmm. And when she's about to end, and I'm, I'm about to I play, play house. she'll play some house. So yeah, like, we respect yeah. each other. It, it's exciting. It, I think what it is is it's exciting because I tend to you know when you play a lot sometimes it's easy to kind of play usual suspects sometimes yeah. it's easy to kind of go certain directions oh yeah when you're doing it a lot and so what's fun is that i don't know what shawnee's gonna play i don't know what she's gonna play right either. so it's and kind of know when neither one of them <laughs> <play>. <laughs> right we don't know and so it's really fun and so that's the fun part it's like oh where am i gonna go in my crate where am i gonna go you know so yeah, and I don't know till she's about to play her last song. I'm like, okay, this is where I'm gonna go. Yeah. So that's what's fun about yeah, it. Yeah, do, you, yeah. do you share music though? Not really. Not even? Mm. No. 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 Wow. I don't. I mean, there's times where she'll play something that I have or I'll play something that she she'll be like, Why do you have that? You know, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? And the same, you know, <laughs> yeah, we're like, it. yeah. But no, so. we don't we don't like it sounds like we we're, we're like mine but it's we just we just we're bu- we, yeah we're busy yeah. women too we got oh, yeah yeah, <laughs> right. so, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I like i really like the the setup i mean it, it works and <laughs> i'm just chilling you know <laughs> i know i know I'm but just, i mean you know? the thing. okay i have i have to to right, tell us tell a story oh my god right, here we go no i got to okay i, I got to because well, we're not recording what I was talking about earlier, I think. If not, just hear it again. I think it's awesome. So, dealer right here has a method. There's a method to the dealer to the dealer vibe is that she'll just shut down before anything starts. And, like, eyes are closed, sitting on the couch, just chilling, not talking to nobody, nothing. And then, boom, it's, it's tea time. I mean, time T, whatever. It, it's it showtime, and right. then she just blows the fuck up. Like, it's nobody's business. Like, look, I'm here. I'm doing this. My name is Dila. What's up? The silent right. warrior. What's up? The right. silent warrior. And I, I, maybe I get video at some point, but she came in. She slept in the... <laughs> <laughs> Before I turned the mic on, she was sleeping. And then we turned them on. She was like, yo, what's up? My name is Dila. <laughs> <laughs> And you're gonna do the pleasure of allegiance before we turn those, these mics off. Oh yeah, off, we're gonna have to, to do that soon because, yes, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I gotta cut out a little early. Oh. But you know, like I said early on, you know, that's just something that I learned from being a performer for a while now. 
that I would come in the club so explosive and by the end of the night I was burnt out. Mm. But if I come in a club and I'm chilling and I don't really have anything to do, it is very important to me that I conserve my energy so that I can deliver what I came to deliver. Right. And then still, you know, afterwards be able to greet the people because that to me is the most important thing. It's not about me being on stage and entertaining. Mm -hmm. It's about the way that I'm able to connect with the people. So if I'm so explosive on stage and then I just crash, I have no energy to network and build with people. That's and true. that that would happen in my career very early on because I would come in so explosive. So what I've learned to do was just is just conserve my energy, do what I got to do, and then be have enough energy afterwards to, to network with the people. So that's pretty much my thought process. You can feel it, it too, because people will be far away from, you know, at first when the night starts out. Yeah. And, right. And she brings them up. Yeah, Brings man. them up, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. The, what you did at our feedback party, <laughs> dope, period. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I just love people. I love community my family is very much like a party every day oh oh yeah truthfully the, the ones i have met and seen yes right yes. <laughs> and the thing is that's just the texas family i'm talking right. about my oakland family mm -hmm. like right. we're like grandma house is right here then auntie house is you know five doors to the left and then my other auntie house is five doors to the right and it. then you go around the corner there's another uncle's house and it. so everybody's at grandma house every day and you know we're all adults now you know one person to be like hey let's have a drink before you know it five people got bottles <laughs> and, you know like we just having a party yeah. for no reason and it's just a wednesday and it's just a wednesday <laughs> you know right. so i mean that's very much how i grew up it was just a lot of fun and I just love the closeness of, like, being close to the people. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think that's my job when I get on the stage is just to bring people closer and allow them to relate to mm -hmm. how are, how they're already feeling by mm -hmm. these dope records. But I also feel like, hey, if I don't see you bopping your head enough, I'm going to give you a reason Amen. to <laughs> bop that head a little yeah. harder. Like, you can rock it, but no, you need to shake your head you and know? it's almost like she gives people permission because there's it there's sometimes and djs know this that they, they always have to have that first person that's not scared to dance right, right? and sometimes people are freaking scared mm -hmm. or whatever it is it's there's the, it's I not dark enough yet myself. right i don't like to dance they haven't myself had a as drinks much drinks <laughs> whatever it is yeah so it's like Jeez. dila breaks that ice no, and that's the thing and everybody needs a little extra push yeah. right because if you go to a party like this, you might be intimidated at first, especially if you have regulars in there. Right. Like I see people who go to Body Rock, for example, and it's their first time, and they see it's like a huge family. Oh yeah, it's like everybody's just dancing and like yeah. oh, I'm not sure I, I don't think I can keep up and uh -huh. everything, and then just ski and shotgun just amp it up, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, that's what I needed, and then yeah. next thing you know, you're in the middle of Soul Train line. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. And I learned a lot, you know, from Key and Shaka watching them do body rock, you know? Yeah. Uh, because I I am a original body rocker. That's right. Woo -woo. What? Since Plush, day mm -hmm. one, I was yeah. there at body rock. And so with that being said, um, I just learned so much watching them uh, on stage, watching yeah. them host. Like, they're phenomenal. And they do a lot of things Masters across of the ceremony. board. ceremony. And they yeah. are. They <laughs> no, definitely they really are. are. They really they definitely are. are. Mm -hmm. So it's awesome to be a part of a family like Riders Against the Storm because for this past year and a half since we've 
all been like just glowing together. Like I've been able to sit back and learn so much. And so Body Rock was a part of that. And I always felt like, you know, going into Body Rock, if people don't have that homey kind of vibe, then the party is not going to be one that's talked about for a long time. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I want people, it doesn't matter what I'm hosting to talk about the party. That's mm-hmm. what I really care about. I don't care if people say, who's that girl? I care about the energy of the party, you know? Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the night, if the energy of the party was there, then I feel like it was a great night, mm-hmm. you know? And that's something I definitely learned from watching them just kill Body Rock just every first Friday after fucking first Friday mm-hmm. and it's just like super dope so nice you just had your graduation speech yeah <laughs> well, it, well you know because I've seen MCs where it's like it's almost like they wait for the crowd to build right. exactly right. and exactly. you don't no. you build the crowd this is what I, I, I and I had uh, Riders Against the Storm on my show actually about a year ago and um, one thing we talked about is that you know you got these MCs that get on the mic Put your hands up and then uh, make some noise. Make some motherfucking noise. I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to make some noise. Right now. <laughs> not if you're I talking really to me like that. No, I don't. I don't. Are you you're, yelling? You ain't my dad. Yeah. Right. You ain't my mom. Shut the fuck up yeah. and play some. Because I'm. I, I mean, I don't want to be a dick, but you know, yeah. I, I'm here to have a good time. I'm yeah. here to party. Mm-hmm. And if you talk to me like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a little kid, I'm not gonna appreciate it. Right. You have to bring me in. You have mm-hmm. to like, you know, talk, not just every. Because I've seen some kids seriously every minute and a half. It's make some motherfucking noise. You go to festivals, that's all you hear. Mm-hmm. Right. Make some motherfucking noise. I'm like, nah, nah. That's <laughs> not yeah. I'm good. I'm going to go know. get a drink. I'm yeah. Right. That's I'm not good. hosting. I'm a grown ass man, yeah. dog. And yeah, right. <laughs> and, and to me, as a host, that's very ir- irritating. Yeah. And that's something that I saw about Austin very quick, mm. you know, mm-hmm. that would make me super upset about the hip hop scene uh-huh. that it did have at the time. Was that no diss to nobody, but the hosts were whack. Mm. That's true. I mean, I'm just keeping it real. So anybody can feel how they want to feel about it. I just didn't feel. And and what I mean by whack was not that they weren't doing their best, Mm -hmm. but their ability to enroll the crowd, keep the crowd in between acts. Mm-hmm. was like little to none. Yeah. So it was like, well, why the hell are you hosting? Well, it's almost like you you need to be able to tell that these people like like the audience. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? They they like that you're there. You right. Know? <laughs> and it seems like people kind of like what you were saying early on, get they they want to be on the mic, but you're very intimidated and you can see it. Mm-hmm. I can see it from the way that you're connecting with me if you really believe what you're saying or not. And so can the people, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you're like, make some noise, you're not even giving me a reason to make some noise. Why, why, why? Why make some noise? So that's something that I saw uh, coming here, and and I just wanted to contribute to the culture and help people to see coming from the Bay Area. We had this um, Tuesday, What It Do's, and and this host, he gets on my fucking nerves (laughs) right but he is a great host you know what i mean so he probably wouldn't even believe i will be shotting him out right now but his name is igor beats and something that he does that's really phenomenal he has this saying where he's like what it do you know what i mean and then the crowd repeats it back to him Uh and so he'll get up there after each performance, let me get a what it do on three. One, two, three. Everybody's like, what it do? Mm-hmm. Like and that's that. how yeah. he brought it. And so I watched him do that as well. Yeah. And so 
he is like one of the main premier hosts in the Bay Area for the open mics. And I got to see how he related, how his saying, what it do. People came Tuesdays just to, to say what, what it, it do, do, you know. And, and so with that being said, I think that the host, if you're going to host, like you hold the energy. You hold the energy in the room. You know, you hold space. So it's very important that people feel that shit, man. Let me uh, let me ask you this though, and uh, I kind of, in a way, I kind of hate to get into this, but oh well. The whole, the DJing and the hosting is pretty much a boys' club. Yeah. In Austin, right. and, and and I like, mm-hmm. and don't get me wrong, I I love the fact that you know you got people like you, like Jessica, mm-hmm. Blendy, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to be her, K. Cali, all of them, Kelly, yeah. right. uh, really killing it. But do you <coughs> feel like Austin doesn't? Um, Female DJs or MCs are not represented in Austin. I think they're getting represented more and more. I mean, I remember when I knew how many female DJs there were in town. It felt like I did. And now I can't keep up. And that's awesome, you know? Yeah. And it seems like there's more um, female MCs I'm hearing about. I mean, I still think there's a lot more growth that can can happen. But I feel like women are claiming it. Right. I do. I feel like there's women out there claiming it. Do you, uh, have you had to deal with that? With? With just you know, being a female DJ or being a female MC, whether it's disrespect or treated differently, however you want to interpret that. Well, my thing is what is in betwixt my legs has nothing to do with my ability on the tables. Right. True. And so sometimes it takes a minute for people to catch up. Yeah, that's that's, yep. that's yeah. what I, that's what yeah. I meant, yeah. I mean, it's... Um, the story is in the blends... The story is in the song selection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can think whatever the fuck you want to think. And you have the right to think whatever the fuck you want to think. Mm-hmm. But when I come with this blend and it <laughs> right. smacks all of your face yep. and you're like, I don't understand what just happened to me. Mm-hmm. Right. With love, though. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm not like against male DJs. I'm not really mm-hmm. against anybody. But. But I I feel like they're um, for just years. For people learning something. I show I am. <laughs> right. You know, it's just like Look, I sh- when I when I when I come see her play, I should bring a notepad and be like, okay, what, <laughs> what, what was this she just played? I'm about to get a lesson. Right. That's see. why we started Dame, actually, and truthfully, mm-hmm. she and I have over 30 years experience DJing, and we've always been around our DJ brothers. Mm-hmm. And they, we've always been, you know, just hanging out, talking shit about music and mm-hmm. getting all nerdy and mm-hmm. hyped up about music. And both of us have always been like, well, you you know, like if you, if you need somebody to open or like if there's a slot, like we'll do it. And they've always been like, no, we're good. We're good. We got this. And I don't. I hope it's okay that I'm speaking uh-huh. for you, but it's like I got to the point mm-hmm. where I was like, instead of being like, what the fuck? Yeah. We're just going to start Dame. Right. Start your own thing. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think for me, when I first like started playing out more professionally, I definitely felt like this weird, weird vibe where people yeah. thought they were trying to get a hot DJ. You know, because it's like South by Southwest will come and models will get paid to pretend to DJ. Like yeah. there's that thing. Yeah. Look, and uh, Paris Hilton is a DJ. Right. Yeah. I don't even want to talk <laughs> and, about and that so, shit. So that kind of stuff, I would feel that and it would make my belly hurt, you know. And so, But at the but at the same time, playing records is my favorite thing. So it's just right. like force field, I'm playing records and then they don't have, they just have to deal with that reality. That's right. right. And right. then people caught up. So yeah. I just had to kind of get over whatever feelings I was feeling mm-hmm. from around before I started and just start and do it. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Well, for me, um, 
Yeah, I could feel the intimidation at times, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was it's never discouraging for me. Um, it just made me go harder and connect yeah. and just connect with those who are with it and whoever isn't. Bless you. Yeah. And I'm yeah. gonna keep do, it pushing. Do, do you That's think right. that um as we like to say in Texas, bless their heart. Yeah. <laughs> bless their heart. <laughs> sure. Ain't nobody tripping on you. <laughs> but how is it how is it back home though? Is there like a strong Ooh. is it tough? In uh, Oakland? Non existence. Okay. Have you heard <clears throat> Bay Area m- music? You heard you hear me stuttering right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bitch, bitch. Mm. You know, so when I come out and I'm not choosing to be a bitch, uh-huh. then definitely right. it's, it was, that was the whole big thing for me mm. was that um, I was choosing not to represent myself in a way that was mainstream promoted. Mm. And so in a Bay Area, uh, speaking about conscious things, uh, when there's like murder happening mm. all around mm. for some people seemed unrealistic, you know? So it did make it a little harder in a Bay area to speak about positive things and uplifting things yeah, yeah. and be a positive force where there's pimping and hoeing all around me. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's but just keep it, it but 100. It, has, it, mm-hmm. has it come a long way? Like as of right now, I mean, it definitely has come a long way. I'm definitely very well connected and respected there. Uh-huh. But because of that, I wasn't, the top female choice. They would go find a hoe mm-hmm. and pay her, write her lyrics so that a female can get on the track and be like, hey, I'll suck your dick mm-hmm. because I'm not going to get on the track and say that. Right. You know what I mean? So, so personally, that's <laughs> what's going on. And I'm going to have to exit very soon. Feedback. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. No, we got, we got a call right here. Oh, okay. What up? What up? Tori's here. Hi. Hello. Hey, what's up, ladies? Hey. Good, good. Hey, what's, your, what's your feedback? Pun intended. I just wanted to get out and say, uh, you know, I appreciate the ladies coming out and keeping it live and keeping it real. And also to you for being one of the coolest cats here in Austin. Always showing me around the good music, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> it was all for me. <laughs> 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 now, you have, a, you have a question for them or anything? Any uh, shout-outs you want to make? Shout out to I, mean, I just look forward to uh, following following the ladies around, hearing some good music, and um, y'all will see my face in the place real soon. Well, All you right. should nice. check out djshani.com for more information. djshani.com. And oh, I'm on Facebook and Twitter and all of that stuff. I have I have all the all the links <laughs> up anyway, yeah. and then we'll we'll do, we'll do the plus later in the show. But thanks for, thanks for calling, yeah, man. Thanks, yeah, thanks for thanks calling. For calling. Oh, yeah. Hey, right, keep keep, keep listening. Too. Yeah, no doubt. All right. All right, later. Ciao. So to answer your question, like to keep answering it, mm-hmm. uh, I personally didn't really care too much for songs with vocals. Yeah. Because I feel like instrumentals have a more punchy like effect. Like not punchy, but like they're more intense for me. Um, and I kind of got that same thing that Dila got, like, she's not hard enough. She's not like, you know, like going in and, mm-hmm. you know, but then I kept my ground and they finally got to understand my groove temple flow. That's the name of my radio show in Chicago, the groove temple. They finally got to understand that. Mm-hmm. I don't know really, I haven't lived in Chicago in like seven years, so I'm not really sure about the female presence there. 
Um, but I do know that there are more female DJs and MCs now versus nice. before. All right, real quick. Uh, Queen Dila here, got to go. Yes, I do. Uh, before you leave, uh, where can people find you on the interwebs and the Instagrams and the t- uh, Twitter books and mm. all of that? So it's Queen Dila, Q-U-E-E-N-D-E-E-L-A-H. QueenDila.com will be going back up very soon. I will be releasing my EP, Fam First, yeah. in the next couple of months. Woo-hoo. So, yes, I have a lot of great things happening, as well as rocking with Riders Against the Storm. She has some fun old school videos rock- on YouTube. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Rocking out with Down Ass Mama's Elevating. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. please just be in tune. It's a lot of amazing things. It's a lot of things that I'm a part of. And I'm so grateful, again, to be able to come here and rock out with you, beautiful ladies. And DJ Jonathan. What? <laughs> <laughs> really? That's, that's going to be your last year? But everybody <laughs> have on, a we're, good we're not done. We're not done. Can you recite the Pledge of Allegiance? I mean, you work at school, so you shouldn't. Can I recite it? Yeah. Okay, can I recite it how my mom taught me how to recite it? However you want it. Yes. I play lean two fly, not that mad two fly, with that net not got to live off. Damn. That's the short version. That's the, gangster. That's the acronym version. That's the hood ghetto um, slanguage version. Okay, do it uh, one more time. I play lean too, but I not that mad too. But I with that, that, that God live it off. <laughs> wow. My mom taught me that. And what's really funny is she doesn't remember that. <laughs> she doesn't remember <laughs> teaching me it to me like that, but I never forgot it. Wow. She said I, it to I'm me not, one never, time. I can't. <laughs> I will not lie. I almost want the next time we do something together, like we need to come together and say that together. Right. Yeah, at the beginning of at, at the beginning of every dame, just like teach that to people and like right. from oh now God. on. <laughs> from now on this is what we do. I think I think that's what we should do. Yeah. Awesome. Like a magic spell. Right. Yeah, they'll have no but I don't think they'll know it's a pleasure. They're here like allegiance and the rest is just some Right. If that but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. The sliding dame in there some somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're gonna figure that out. It was from Dila's mama, so you know it's special. So right. Yeah. Everybody have a good night and uh, thank you again. Thank you. No, thank you for love coming. You I appreciate it. Love y'all. Love y'all. We'll catch up thank later. Thank you back. I appreciate you. Oh, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Peace out. <laughs> All right. So uh, we're going to keep going. Dila, we were supposed to take a picture at the end of the show, but. <laughs> no, with all three of y'all for the post, but that's fine. We'll, we'll Photoshop you in or something. <laughs> She's like, yeah, dude. I that. can't hear. Okay. Uh, us ladies at Dame, we like to break the rules. We do. Yeah. Third yeah. day. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, let's see what else. We've been talking for an hour, an hour 30. Uh, what else did I have on my... Can we talk about snacks? What? <laughs> what, what is that? I do... I, if anybody knows me, they know I do love a good snack. Okay, she does. You going to eat does. on the mic? I mean, as I, a big, beautiful cashew. Oh. Uh. It was calling me. <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> With a raisin, by the way. By the way, uh, here's, what, uh, here's what I wanted to ask. Mm. Do you still go um, record shopping? Still go hit the record stores when you travel? Or are you just all digital? Sometimes I do. Um, I used to work at a record store in Chicago called Gramophone Records. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get money. Because I gave them all of my money. <laughs> she has a nice little collection. Well, I won't say little. It's a nice collection. No, it's it's, it's kind of little it's compared to yours. Yeah, but, it's I not, mean, but it's not small. It's not it's like, not, it's I not have like two this. crates. No, right. you have a lot. Yeah, you, no. yeah, you have shelves. Um, <laughs> I, get, I get lost. I get lost. Mm-hmm. And I know that 
I have to have this Japanese import, and I have to have this B-side that's only blah, blah, blah. Well, how do you do your research? Do you just go and dig, or you just go, okay, I got to get this, I got to get that? I don't really go in with a plan. You don't? Nah. So how do you know what we look for? You just look, and you find good shit. I'll find stuff because I, I like the album cover. I remember... Um, really? You go by album cover? I have. Like, for example, I was uh, introduced to... I found out who Don Blackman is because I liked the album cover mm. in 1991. Mm. And I bought it at a thrift store. Mm. And I loved it. And then later, like, all these hip music people like, Don Blackman. I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So so there's times where it's like you feel... You see the art. You, you know, you take it home. Yeah. Yeah, especially if it's like something that's 99. I love digging for cheap records because yeah. there's all kinds of beautiful things. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, so I just really trust my gut. Like seriously, I'll That's get a, true. I will get a feeling that I think the Goodwill has something. And sometimes you never find anything. But I, I, I've recently I went to the Goodwill and I found this random remix and it was the Cars with Tone Loke rapping on it. Shut up. For ninety nine cents. <laughs> and then the uh, uh, yeah, like for ninety nine cents. For ninety nine cents, yeah. And then um, it's it's they almost. They sold records at Goodwill. Oh yeah, they do. Now Are you have to sit. You, been? you have to sit down and dig. Like one time, I <laughs> I'll sw- bring clothes. It's like I swear. I feel like That's the ghosts of these old DJs show up and say, right. and say, "Hey, there's <laughs> some records you need to play." Like one time, I went and it was like I got two Bootsy Collins, um, yeah, uh, like a Maceo Parker, like mm. all this, and they were in brand new condition. Like somebody, co- somebody must really? have passed away or something, and somebody's wife took the, co- or husband or somebody yeah. took the collection to the Goodwill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's random, but, so for me, it's a, like, sometimes I'll hear something, like I, one of the most recent records I bought was Abeyi, like mm. I, lo- so good. Oh, yeah. So there's things I hear that trigger me, and I, I definitely will go out and buy it, but a lot of times it's intuitive. It's like, I feel it, and if I want to try it. shopping for records, I kind of just dig until mm. I find something and then I kind of look to the producer or if I really like the baseline, mm-hmm. I'll try to find stuff with that particular bassist or I'll do that with old soul records sometimes. Blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. I totally agree with yeah. you. It's also about the feeling. If I see a really kick-ass uh, cover, you best believe I'm going to listen to you that You realize that like, yeah. kids don't know what covers are anymore. <laughs> No, I am. Well, I mean, the artwork. Y- 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 yeah. Y'all need to Google yeah. what record covers are. Cheerings. Oh, we have a question in the chat, but I want her to call in. Oh, she's driving. She can't call. Damn ah. it. Okay, well, I'll just say the question. Okay. Um, what was the best and most mem- uh, memorable performance you went to or gave? Oh, most memorable. Hard. I know it's a tough question. Okay, well, two things popped in my head, and I guess so I guess right now they're the most memorable, but I might change my mind later. Mm. Um. One is I got to DJ my husband's family reunion when I first started. It was one of my first paid gigs. And so it was really great for me uh, and an awesome, <coughs> loving experience on a lot of levels because I'm a white girl and I was DJing for this tight, wonderful black family. And so <laughs> it was one, it was intimidating as the daughter-in-law and then the whole like racial thing, whatever. Like, it's, But it was such a special experience for me. It was so fun. So mm. that was something that stood out. Were you out. nervous? No, I wasn't. My mother-in-law is the one that hired me. So I had, mm. I had, I mean, I was nervous in that I was brand new. Like I, I hadn't gotten many paid gigs yet. So I was nervous that, whoa, I'm getting some money, you yeah. know, <laughs> but, but she believed in me and uh, you know what I mean? Like I felt like I was around love, you know, of course there was a lot right. of family I hadn't met. So I was sort of nervous as the, do- you know, as family, right, you know, right, right. but it, it was great. It was, that was one of my most memorable times playing. And, um, and then I guess one of the, a memorable show that's popping out to me is I saw X Clan for free 
at the UT Tower in the 90s, and it was just so awesome to see X-Clan underneath the tower where it says, know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Mm. So those two things popped in my head. So, yeah. Mm. But there's a lot others. What about you? Yeah. You have one? <laughs> um, my most favorite thing to do uh, in Chicago is to go to the Silver Room Black Party. I've played it four or five, maybe six times. But the thing about the Silver Room Black Party is every year, Ron Trent either closes the night or is the second to last DJ. Mm-hmm. And there's hundreds of people with their kids, with their dogs, pierced tattoos, afros, dreads, mm-hmm. um, hippie situations. Um, and it represents Chicago. And the vibe is so incredible. There's nothing that compares to it. Um, that's my most memorable event, you know, that I, that I try to go to every year, but my most memorable, the most memorable event I ever played, um, it's always nice to open for lay Nubians. That, that's oh, that's <laughs> right. I was about to ask you that. Yes. Good call. Good call. How did that happen? Well, you were in France at the time. Well, what was it, did it happen after that? So I met lay Nubians when they were at their first Chicago show. And you know I, who they were? I just heard that they were like a sister duo. Yeah, vocalists. Sing and like yeah, friends. Yeah. I tripped out when I found out she knew them because they were on my early mixes and I yeah. loved them. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I went to their first Chicago show and just happened to go to the meet and greet. And it wasn't, I didn't even really, the only time that I had heard their music was at that show a few hours earlier. So I really didn't have any idea. Uh huh. But we just kind of fell into, like, people getting to know each other, like, friends. And I was never like, oh, I love your music. And then uh, I was never that chick. Mm-hmm. They're just like, hey, do you have some wine? Yeah. You want I drink? mean, they were that yeah, accessible sure. at the show? Just, yeah. Just chilling? Well, or? at the meet and greet. Oh, the meet and greet. Okay. And so every time they went to Chicago, I went to every show, and I would give them music. And then when I moved to France... I didn't know that they were there. I didn't know if they were touring. And they totally took care of me when I lost my job. Um, and just kind of showed me the ropes. And I ended up DJing with their DJ, DJ Wamba, uh, every month uh, in Bastille. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I moved back. And then I moved to California, went to their show in California. And so we had kept in contact this whole time. Right. And it was never like a... Oh my God, I love your album. You remember that song where you said, uh, <laughs> Je veux de la musique? That's my jam. No, it's never like that. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, dude, you want to get some food? <laughs> it's like one of those yeah. things. Like, you heard this, this, whatever, music, whatever. Yeah. And oddly enough, I introduced Celia, the shorter one, yeah. to deep house music. There was no deep house in France? They do a lot of this shit. A lot of like That's true. EDM. A lot of like energy, energy. But there's no soul. Mm-hmm. They uh-huh. do soul good. or did They do soul well and funk well. But again, with Austin, they, they dig their 45s, but they don't really understand the bridge from the 45s and the funk and soul to house music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So France was the same way. I called her one day when I moved back to the States. I was like, hey, you want to meet me in Miami for the Winter Music Conference? And she says, allez. Four months later, we meet at the airport. I show her, I introduce her to Ron, Carol, Ron Trent, Jihad Muhammad, all of these house people. Mm-hmm. 
and she was like, I, I had no idea. So we are friends, you know, we are, we're not, it's, and I love their music, but it's, it's more like a, yeah, I like that. You know, like you're not that girl. Nah, I'm totally not. I I, I can't. I couldn't picture you being that way. Yeah, anyway. no, I'm too shy. Tom, no, you're hungry. That. Yeah, <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. you, wanna, you like burgers? Yeah, okay, let's go eat a burger. <laughs> yeah, and don't you can't eat the burger with a knife and fork. You just have to put a lot of shit on it and then grab it and put it in your face. <laughs> no, but I'm French. No, but you don't eat burgers with knives and forks. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Wait. That's funny. Yeah. Fresh, fresh, the fresh yeah, way. <laughs> so I guess that's one of my most memorable thing, uh, spending DJing experiences, mm -hmm. opening for them. Let me ask you this. You studied like Afro-Haitian dance mm -hmm. and drumming and yep. all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Did that, how, how did you get into that? Um, what was the... the there was a woman that was teaching Afro-Haitian dance at um, the rec center at Shoal Creek rec or whatever that is uh, by 12th and Lamar. And so I started going and it was it's actually pretty cool because the, right before it was a Capoeira class. So I'd see all the B-boys at the Capoeira class right before. Right. And um, so and I took it because I needed some exercise. I, I don't have a history in dance. I don't have a history in sports. I'm you know, whatever. And um, I just got really into the rhythms and also the meaning behind them because I was also studying um you know, different parts of the African and African-American diaspora and school and history and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, and then I ended up taking lessons from um, her husband, the, the t dance teacher's husband, and I got really into the drums. I love the polyrhythms. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just it wasn't necessarily something I stuck with because once I moved to Maui, I didn't I didn't I mean, I might have taken one drum class, but I didn't really get into the culture of that there. Um, but I will say that when I began to DJ and beat match, it it totally helps my brain. Yeah, so I was about the to polyrhythms that. totally help because there was times where you know you'd learn one rhythm and then as soon as and you think oh, okay this is simple I got it I got it and then two other, one other rhythm goes on your brain goes wrong side out. Right. You know what I mean? And so that kind of discombobulation I could kind of I could handle that a little better. You know when you're trying to listen to these two things in your head or you're trying to figure out how can I get this one mixed with this one. But I, I see you sometimes you DJ without headphones and you just actually you know I don't. Hmm. I, I usually I need headphones, so I don't know. Maybe that was a random time. Oh. I'm not sure. I always have to have and, my and headphones. And you're you're at you still at Container Bar. I'm at Container Bar on Saturday. How's how's that going for it's you? It's good. Um, it's funny because I um. Container Bar is my first real experience with DJing Rainy Street. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what to expect as far as how I would fit because you know it can be a lot of. Standing around? Ba well, bachelorette parties wants it wanting Beyonce, for example. And I'm yeah. not always a good fit for that. I love, you know, I love Beyonce. I love bachelorette party, all that stuff. But it's not necessarily a good fit for me all the time. So I honestly wasn't <laughs> sure. I kind of gauge it by how many requests I get. But what's cool is the, the management supports, no, you know, I don't have to honor any requests if i don't want to the management supports that yeah and I, I always kind of imagine maybe i'll get tired of it maybe but so far folks honestly don't request that much and i play what i want and so it's fun i like it it took yeah. it took you a while to build that or was it just from the beginning they said you know what just do your thing they told me from the beginning just do my thing i nice. was subbing for somebody and then i just kept you know just kept doing it i mean i will well I'll, I'll back up at first um Maybe my first gig there was like a Sunday, and they wanted me to do more disco and soul. Right. Um, Which is still right up your alley. It is right up my alley. And but and quickly, what I realized is definitely, I'm also like, a hip, I was a hip-hop teenager. You know what I mean? Yeah. So So I learned very quickly that folks definitely responded well to that. And so I, I ended up going there. So a lot of times I play a lot of 80s and 90s hip-hop, too. You have all so. that on vinyl? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I started off collecting that. I mean, I still have some, I used to work at Sound Warehouse in the summer of 93, and I still have some records with those, like, diggable planets I bought that summer when it came out. Oh, yeah. man. So, yeah. what, what, what's the record you have that you think, like, this is my, you know, one of those records, like, this is my my, my record, nobody else has it it's kind hard, of thing? It's hard to say. I mean, sometimes I feel like there's this one Teddy Pendergrass song I love to play, and I think, why don't more people play this? Because people get down to it, but, right. you know... I don't so sometimes I think that's my song but I don't know whatever there's all kinds of songs that I feel that way about man yeah that's dope man you're you guys are really you're it's da- fun you're, you're really Damon it's if, fun if that's a verb now I will <laughs> tell Damon. you we're Damon yeah hot Dame <laughs> it's fun to nerd out with other women I mean I think that's yeah, fun yeah. for me I love nerdy women <laughs> I, I just do I think she yeah. just told the world she was in love with yeah, me yeah it's true it's true it's <laughs> true <laughs> no, but I, I like I like that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I met um, who was it? Uh, DJ Nix. Have you met DJ Nix? Mm-mm. Uh, she's from Boston. She's been in Austin for a few months, mm. and I, 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 I saw her randomly on a Sunday. I think she was playing at Brick Exchange, mm-hmm. and you know, you know, I am, and she was like. She, 90s R&B is her shit mm-hmm. and she was dropping all of that so I was like wow I don't want to hear no hood stuff this is right, right. Up, this is stuff yeah. I like so right. and then the whole time I mean, me and whoever I was rolling with wall dance freaks you know us yeah 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 who, uh, you know who I'm talking about and uh, we just took over the whole spot because she kept going the back to back just yeah, more yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, oh I forgot about that song oh yeah. shit I forgot about that <laughs> one see women That's are claiming yeah, it no, women seriously. are claiming and it I, and, and every time I see her I see her I give her props because like she loves to put that kind of stuff and sometimes it's tough when you play a certain at uh, in certain spots in Austin yeah they're like well you have to go with the crowd yeah. but yeah. you know yeah. you gotta be able to do your thing I'll tell you this I honestly think when people see my crates of records they, I, I, I can sit there and tell them, look, this is what I have. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and sometimes I think if they saw me with the computer, they'd think, why can't you just Google it? Right, yeah, right, just right. You know what YouTube. I mean? So, so I won't <laughs> lie. I do think sometimes it, it sort of halts some of the requests because they have to believe me. That's really... Right. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Uh, how, do, how do you pick them? Do you just go randomly? or? I, uh, well, when I pack my crates, I kind of pack them in orders of uh, beats per minute, like fat, like slow to fast, yeah. um, mainly. And I, f- I just figured out when I get there. Huh. So that's how I organize. I organize it that way so I know how to find what I need. Yeah. And then I show up and I might have an idea like, you know, I was really feeling like sometimes if I'm feeling something emotional, I might play one song that like just means something to me at the beginning. Yeah. Something like a Ray Charles that people aren't going to be like getting down to, but I'm just feeling some (laughs) old Ray Charles or whatever. Um, yeah, but I just kind of feel it out, you know, sometimes also too, if I'm there and the house music, you know, (coughs) they already have like the music in the house plan. Yeah. If there's a mood set, I might play off that mood, but then Mm. sometimes I'm like, F that mood, I'm going to do something else. So I just, I, I used to, make a list of every single thing I was going <laughs> to play. And I would play it in that order, yeah. never fail, yeah. like looking at my paper because I already practiced how the beats were going to match. But I quit doing that a long time ago. Yeah. So. You, you too, did you do that too? So I started, um, I was kind of freaked out about messing up. Mm-hmm. And I would only pick like the first three records mm-hmm. and then i would just be like eh, i'll figure it out after that yeah and then i was like eh, i just need the first two and then i was like eh, i just need the first one now i'm like i don't even know yeah like i just i know that there are certain tracks that i know have a certain energy that i want to 
express or release at certain points in the night. But yeah. the trick for me is to create the building blocks to yes. get to that point. Yeah. And then the building blocks to get to that next point. So yeah, I just kind of have a big like range, but still very African, still very rhythmic, still very, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I just kind of, you got to make it work. And that also has to do a lot with like, if you can beat match, mm-hmm. like if you can't beat match, I mean, uh, it takes practice yeah. <laughs> and you have to be patient with yourself. Uh-huh. But if you can beat match, you can mix anything, mm-hmm. anything. It does yeah. not matter. Yeah. I have my girls. I had a 45 of a burning up right mm. by Madonna, which is like 148. We slowed it down, so oh. it was screwed out. I oh. taught me and my girls at Rock Camp, oh. and when oh. I had oh. them beat match it with Aaliyah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was nice. so awesome. It was so what? Nice. It was. I'm like, it's all about math, kids. It's We're going to do the math. math. What happens One, if two, we slow Madonna? Three, What's the beats per minute, kids? Right. <laughs> like, can you count to yeah. four? Can you count? Yeah. Then you can DJ. Uh, you know, I will say this. I don't, don't say it's that easy. because uh, It totally yeah. is, in my opinion. It, it totally is. I think for me. I think it takes it takes more than that. I think so. I feel that technique and sound selection are the two things that are essential for good DJs. Yes. And if you have this, the amazing sound, the amazing songs, you really need to know how to put them mm-hmm. together in a very smooth well, way. But I've, I've heard some DJs who can have great selection. Actually, here, case in point, Talib Kweli. Dave Kweli came to play at Holy Mountain. Mm. Great selection. The mm. man knows his music, mm. but couldn't mix for shit. And I was like, oh, that's, Eesh. come on. I know you're Kweli. Maybe you should stick to rocking the mic. Yeah. Or just learn. You have a D, probably have a DJ. You can, you know, holla, holla at yeah. uh, high tech or whatever. You'll well, you know, it's funny because one of the things that when I first started teaching rock camp, I was teaching with a B-girl, uh, my friend, El Boogie. Shout out, El Boogie. And she Laura? Te- uh, yeah, Laura. Oh, yeah, nice. who's in Santana. Yeah. And she would teach the girls scratching. Because I don't do a lot of, I'm not a turntablist. I don't look, do a lot of scratching. I will if I'm dropping something in, but it's not aesthetically what I'm into. Right. And so she would teach the girls scratching and I w- was going to teach the girls beat matching. And before we ever taught the girls, the whole thing I kept thinking is everybody's going to want to know how to scratch. Yeah. It's Nobody's going to want to know how to beat match. Yeah. And the reason, and I, the, and I explained it to the girls, I'm like, when it's good beat matching, you don't notice it. You only notice it when it's bad. Mm-hmm. You yes. only notice yeah, it when true. it's bad. So oh, yeah. I'm going to do some things for you, and you may not notice. You're going to notice when I mess up. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But what was interesting is what was cool about having El Boogie do that with me is was she was having them dance while I'm playing so then yeah. they could see how beat matching is important. You know, because at oh, first, you're right. You're right. you only notice it when it's bad usually. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. You're right, you're right. All right, we're going to wrap things up. We're almost at two hours. Um. Where can people find you? Actually, uh, no, actually, no. Before we do that, okay. Uh, any shout outs you want to make? I feel like we've shouted. Okay, I'm gonna shout out Tiger Lou from Afro Freak. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, hubby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all the people I previously shouted out. Yeah. You know, Key Shaka, Chorizo. Yeah. Um, all my kids Chicken at school, George. all my what? kids, all my little children. <laughs> Your children. You want to talk about that a little bit? Like, are you involved with that? Um, yeah, I, I have been, uh, I work at the ACC Eastview campus. I've been doing this for probably 11 years. Um, I'm in charge of the evening childcare program. So it's, it's, I supervise college kids. We, uh, do childcare while mostly single moms go to school at night. I love it. Um, 
yeah, and it's great. It's a good part-time, good job. I can pay my mortgage and I can still do all kinds of creative stuff. And it's two worlds. I, I get to balance two worlds I love to live in. So nice. it's cool. Yeah. Nice. Um, am I supposed to talk about my employment now? No, no. Oh, just shout, shout out. out. Shout okay. Out. Okay. Because um, I, I got a bunch of jobs right now. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I have four, including DJing. Yeah. And some are financial, some are with AISD, I teach and all that. Sure. Yeah. Stuff. Shout outs. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Chicken George, my yeah. number one homie Woo-woo. that like really, 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 really took me under his wing. Shout out to uh, Writers Against the Storm, especially Elliot Morgan. Um, shout out to Crush Love. Shout out to the Groove Temple, DJ Josana, DJ Steve Maxwell, DJ Toby Goodlow, and DJ Black Terry. Shout out to WLUW. Um, shout out to anyone that has ever heard me play. Shout out to Lay Nubians. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to if they get to hear this, maybe I'll, I'll get right? some. I'll, I'll, send, I'll, get, I'll send it to I'll, them. I'll get I'll get up there in the charts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> shout out to Gino Young, Marie Martin. I should have brought Humphreys. a list. I like um, <laughs> <laughs> got all these good names. <laughs> King Oswald mm-hmm. and uh, everybody that is open-minded and ready to receive all the good things that are meant for them. I want to I want to shout out all the old school Austin folks that are still hanging in there and doing things, and all the new Austin folks that are getting in there and doing beautiful things in this town. Yeah, that you know, even if you don't think nobody's noticing, it makes a difference. So thank you. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> thank you, thank yeah, you, thank true. you. We're in here. Um, where can people find you uh, on, on the internet? Uh, you can find me, DJ Mahalani, M-A-H-E-A-L-A-N-I. I'm on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Oh, yeah. Your Instagram is dope. Oh, thanks. Because she does this thing with the vinyls. Oh, you have right. to explain because it's hard to, it's hard to explain. <laughs> okay, so like say I've got one album that's got MC Trouble, right? And she's got a suit jacket on. And then I'll put a record below it and it's Rick James's legs. So it looks like it's a full body. Yeah. So I'll do, you know, dorky things like that. I, you know, I have to tell you how that just really briefly, that happened because I was doing rock camp and there's one day where I let the girls just dig through my wax and it's all female artists. And I let them just dig and play stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the teachers, Carrie, shout out, shout out to Carrie. Yeah, um, she was like, oh, she was freaking out because the girls have my records everywhere. And she's like, are you worried? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm putting a magic blessing. Like, this is what it's supposed to be. They're giving my records mojo. It's all good. And I went home. And as I was putting away my records, Tina Turner was right next to Aaliyah. And that was the record where it had Tina Turner's legs and Aaliyah's back. And uh-huh. they, they fit together like puzzle pieces, nice. like puzzle pieces. Nice. And, and it blew. It just tripped me out. So, yeah. So it was the girls. So I totally. Yeah, I love that. Nice. <laughs> I want to also send a shout out to Girls Rock Camp. Yes. And, uh, Mihailani could make uh, one of her shifts and she asked me to come and fill in for her. It was the best shit in the world. I saw little DJ Shawnee's mm-hmm. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven year old DJ Shawnee's so enthralled in music. I'm now on the uh, diversity and recruitment board. Woo-hoo. So yeah, I love that shit. It's so great. Um, DJShawnee.com yeah is where you can reach me. I'm on iTunes, Podomatic, 
uh, SoundCloud, MixCloud. I got Instagrams and Twitterlings and Facebook pages and all of that. S-H-A-N-I.com. DJShawnee.com. I'll have all the links. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Thanks, we're listeners. D- we're not done. Okay, never mind. No, mais on peut te dire merci. Oui, oui, non, d'accord, j'ai compris. Merci. Merci beaucoup. Merci à vous. Dealer's not here. We can speak French now. I know. All right, uh, let's see what's happening this weekend. Uh, by the way, do you have any Dane planned? I have actually. Or is that coming up? Well, we will have something soon coming up. It's in yeah. the works. So, yeah. We'll, yeah, look out for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, uh, actually, uh, where are your, what are you playing on I'm a regular? Playing, uh, I do a party with Midwest Sessions. Yes. And it's a collective of Midwest DJs uh, from Chicago, West Chicago, which is a different city, uh, Madison, and we're doing one on the 22nd, and I believe, yeah, April 22nd, it's one week before my birthday, And a day after my birthday. Surely is. We're Tauruses. Totally Taurus. Pow. Pow. Um, And I'm going to be in Houston, May 22nd, and maybe somewhere in the Bay Area sometime June, July. Where's the Midwest session happening? At Plush. Plush. Okay, at cool. Plush. And I'm at Container Bar on Saturdays. Um, I will be doing a show at Sahara with Cilantro Boombox, a really big show at Sahara Lounge with them. And I'm, I've got, um, I'm going to be playing with Hardproof, uh, like in May, like the 14th. Hardproof too. is dope. I like yeah, hardproof, I love yeah. playing with live bands. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, I've got those coming S- up too. Sweet. And I'll have all the links to that too. Uh, oh yeah, wait. And this Friday, this Friday, okay. I'll be at Cheer Up Charlie. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> this Friday I'll be at Cheer Up Charlie's for the Sleater Kenny the Satisfaction after party. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um it, it's it's not just me, so look up Cheer Up Charlie's, it's karaoke underground and some other bands and stuff. So yeah, it'll be fun. Sweet. So all right, go make sure you go check them out and bring your dancing shoes and and be ready to get on the journey. Yes. <laughs> Come play with us. All right. <laughs> let's see what's happening this weekend. Uh, Thursday is live and direct at Holy Mountain with uh, 8 o'clock with Subculture Patriots, uh, Lee Jelani, Quinn Dealer oh, yeah. actually yeah. will be there. David Shaw, um, Ania, a bunch of other people. So make sure you go and support that. If you've never seen, if, if you want to see Queen Dealer on the mic, do her thing. Yes. Go awesome. check it out. Seriously, it's dope. Yeah. SKP, always dope to see him. Uh, so that's Thursday at Holy Mountain, 8 o'clock. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the Reggae Festival, of course, this weekend. Uh, Auditorium Shore starts at 4 o'clock. Uh, Yellow Man, Lee Scratch Perry. That's what I'm talking about. New Lee Kingston, Scratch the Perry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's 40 bucks for three days or 15 for one day. I remember when you said you, all you bring have to do is bring food. a can of food. That's yeah, all it was. Bring yeah. a can of food. I remember that. Uh, yeah, so it's benefiting the Capital Area Food Bank. So you can still, you know, pay for your ticket. You can still bring uh, cans of food, support the cause. Mm. Uh, be also kind to your DJs out there, y'all. Be patient with your don't yet. Yeah, yes. You don't always need to be requesting and stuff, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to be a little too slow motion to even, like, put it all yeah, together. Yeah, I, I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. Those are always fun. <laughs> they have a main stage and another dub stage. I remember when I went a few years ago. There's a, there was a dude that was playing dancehall out of his truck, like not not like a pickup truck, like an actual a big ass truck. And it was like an eighteen wheeler. Yeah, like a wow. small. Yeah, and he w- he just had his thing just set up. He opened the back. He would just set up his thing. He just played dancehall the whole it. day. Wow. I, I was just it. sitting there just smoking and just chilling, listening it. to dancehall. Awesome. I love it. 
Uh, also, Friday is Pegrosa Day, of course. Uh, the whole crew will be there at Empire, 10 o'clock, with Happy Colors from Miami on the patio. Uh, that's $7 pre-sale, $10 a day of, 21 plus, of course. Peligrosa. Saturday, go see Mahayalani. <laughs> of course. And that's pretty much it. Uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes. I need to get up those charts. Uh, go to iTunes, look up the feedback, BAK uh, podcast, and I need reviews, I need ratings. Uh, SoundCloud, follow on SoundCloud also. I've, I have, this is episode 60. And he's got the coolest people on, so yes. check it out. <laughs> I've had so many people at this point. People want to come back. People asking me, yo, how can I get on the show? I got a bunch of people coming through uh, soon, actually. Um, Four Jacks will be on the show next cool. month. Um, got a who else? James Taylor from Holy Mountains coming on. A uh, bunch of other people. Anyway, uh, make sure you make sure you tune in. Make sure you like the feedback on Facebook. Follow on Twitter, Instagram. Same thing. Everything. The feedback. I love my name. Can't help it. Come back now, y'all. Here. <laughs> That's right. Nah, nah, but for real, I, I really need I really need uh, more reviews and uh, ratings on iTunes and followers on SoundCloud. Tell your friends, tell your people, tell your uh, family, uh, tell your husband, tell your wife, tell your dog, tell your church, tell people at work. The feedback, this is what we do, podcast every week, live, tune in, all that good stuff. Do I miss anything? <laughs> do I, do I sound like a professional broadcaster now? Yeah. <laughs> DJ Jonathan! Uh, no, no, no. Okay, we're going to kill that right now. Jonathan. <laughs> Don't stop believing, baby. Champ, 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 because it's Jonathan. <laughs> it won't be like a bomb, but like it'll be champ, champ, champ. Like a BB gun. Like a BB gun. All right, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks to everybody who called in, everybody in the chat. Shout out. And we out. Talk to you next week. Thank Adios. you. Aloha. Ciao. Ciao.